Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item, backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They yeah. had been, they had been yeah. around the block a time or two. What's the first deal they built, I bet? No, no. You know, you could, I think they were, they had, the, the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped up car, and he he complained that the government gave him these piece of crap cheapo cars and that, that were really no match. But he thought he was doing pretty good, and then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And as he said, it was a game of chicken, and I was the chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who, who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy's steal when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast, available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Vault Podcast. Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast.
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the NASCAR Weekly Ew. Podcast. We are back. We are live on my channel this week. Good to be back after a hectic and dramatic Daytona weekend. We have a lot to get to tonight. We're going to talk about the Daytona regular season finale. We'll talk about that thrilling three-wide Xfinity finish. We'll talk about some of the news from the last week. 2311 Racing is expanding. Uh, Noah Gregson uh, is staying with Junior Motorsports. Um, but we have a couple things to hit on before we get to all the topics. First, you may notice that there are only three of us uh, tonight. We are missing our normal co-host, Danny B. Uh, Danny B won't be on the show tonight. He is taking care of some personal stuff behind the scenes that came up today. So uh, wishing him the best, but hopefully Danny will be back with us uh, next week for next week's show. Is it on his channel next week? I'm not even sure. It is. It is. So hopefully hopefully he'll be back very soon, but we're going to hold down the fort here today. Um, I also, really quick, because we got a bunch of super chats before we even uh, started the show. Um, GN, thanks for the super chat. I saw yours because I did did get to meet him at the fan zone as he says in his super chat eric glad i met you friday night in the fan zone despite the weather uh interesting conversation with, <laughs> with that one person about where maddie d might go yeah we were <laughs> we were talking and this older guy came up to us and started talking i thought for a second gn i thought maybe he was like your dad or something and then i pretty quickly realized no he has no idea who this is either i don't know who this old man is talking to us maybe he's watching as well but yeah he was he was spewing a lot of i, I would say nonsense about maddie d's future but um and then thank you jacob the wizard hurry up we, we were like 30 seconds late give us some slack and vote kyle 3000 with a 50 dollars super chat off the bat y'all have been incredibly generous the last few weeks with super chats on all of our channels mm. so we really do appreciate that just keep it classy when it comes to drivers private lives no matter how public it gets uh and then one more from jacob the wizard thank you and vote kyle makes a good point there i know many of y'all in the comments in the chat have been talking about denny hamlin we're not going to talk about the twitter rumors or things going on around denny hamlin right now that's uh seems to be a a private thing that you know nobody has any reliable information on we're not going to sit here and speculate about um drivers personal lives um on live youtube television so um just want to get that out of the way early youtube any, youtube television yeah we're on youtube tv now we have an endorsement <laughs> oh yeah that's right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you guys for the super chats we will get to the rest of these super chats at the top of the hour I've done enough talking here to begin this uh, this first intro, this preamble. Guys, the three of us were at Daytona with a lot of our best friends. It was fantastic. Where do we start this weekend? Ryan Blaney gets the win. But first, I want to start, Jarrett. I'll, I'll go with both of you. But start first off, Jarrett, what was the atmosphere like Saturday night? Because that was my first uh, Daytona summer race. Really, that was my first Daytona race in years, and I thought it was electric. Uh, it was it was definitely up there. Um it was definitely a better atmosphere than last year with all the protocols and stuff in place. Uh, there was definitely a more normal feel to it. Just being outside. There's, there's a lot more stuff this time around. Like, you know, I, like we got lucky enough to be at Daytona in 2020 before everything happened. And I won't say it was like as much as the 500 electric, but I will say that it was much better than the last two races at Daytona I've been at where, there, there it was just there were so many people walking around to different you know places that they had set up. There were so many people that were like all over the stands. Uh, there were so many people that I got to meet for the first time. I never had had, had thought in a million years I'd get to meet guys like Five Points Tree, Amp Lemon, like all those guys. Real chill. Um, 
man I, I i enjoyed it like i the, the bigger the group it seems like that comes on that saturday night the better i will say uh friday was, or uh early saturday was pretty fun uh faking everybody out in our room um <laughs> you and idk saying, player you two cannot be left alone you're either faking people <laughs> out in the stands or you're up at 3 a.m trying to catch sharks in our backyard yeah. it was i chaos. saw that on twitter that was funny <laughs> yeah we were we were up uh well we stayed up to about 3 30 to 4 o'clock trying to catch sharks and we found out later uh from a reliable florida source that we uh we'd been getting messed with and punked all night by a dolphin so that's pretty fun uh but yeah you, man, you said I, you saw I, a fin I, at one point you saw it you saw what you thought might have been a shark fin so so we did see a fin um i i, I text a few people that live around the area or have lived around the area and they're like did it keep like tugging on your line and like mess- seemed like it was messing with you? And they're like, or, um, and we're like, yeah, yeah, that's probably a dolphin that's just screwing with you guys. I'm like, man, we've been sc- we, we've been messed with by a dolphin for five hours, <laughs> and fine. I was thinking we were getting nibbles from a shark. Oh my god! Um, but no, it was it was a fun fun weekend, and uh, man, I, I can't wait for 2022 to do it again. Yeah, Darren, yeah, how'd you make a Daytona, man? Uh, the atmosphere was electric. There were a lot of young people in Daytona for the race. For Saturday, well, yeah, for both races on the doubleheader Saturday, but uh, on Friday, um, it was pretty cool up until you know the rain delay, of course, and uh, also getting to play a NASCAR 21 ignition for the very oh, first yeah. time. Yeah, what do you think well. of that? So, I saw you posted a whole video. You know, I mean, I mean, like I'm still 50-50 on the game. You know, it has all the bells and whistles, it looks like, but how does it play? We still don't know yet, so I'm not gonna say buy it, but I'm also not gonna say you know don't necessarily buy it. Yet. So just wait for more info to come out from content creators you trust, and then make an informed decision on that on that just on on that game but as far as the racing is concerned i mean xfinity was awesome i mean we'll get into that a little bit later but xfinity was awesome and then the cup series race ryan blaney all that talk about him being overrated has quickly died down and and yes you could say okay yes he kind of did sort of luck into the the michigan win i guess and stuff like or and yeah you know it it's daytona but like dude like you have to be in the right place at the right time and he consistently runs up front i mean that's what happens when you consistently run up front I'm sorry, you don't luck into three wins. You you might luck into a win. You might yeah, luck into two wins. You exactly. do not luck into three, four wins in a season. Exactly. And this is in consecutive wins for the first time in his career. And that pretty much skyrocketed him to P2 out of nowhere, basically. I, I just want to say to like all the Blaney fans, um, I might be your lucky charm. Because I was at the last three races in a row, and he finished second first and first i'm just yeah. saying wow just saying just saying well, oh i was it has I was, to be the best was, stretch of his career i was telling eric Eastet before the show started That's she me. was the ultimate lucky charm <laughs> like why do you use my because, full name <laughs> no i always do because your your channel's name is eric Eastet. basically That's... i don't know i just it's always a bad habit i'm sorry i'm just gonna I call you flags matter from now on i'm not gonna use your full name <laughs> i'll but call no, him black sorry sorry flags matter <laughs> sorry eric no but, it's okay Very no no like no no, but basically when Justin Haley posted you on his uh, story or on Twitter, wherever it was, he won the next day. And then Blaney had said in the five points video that you're one of his favorite YouTubers and he ended up winning it. So I'm just saying. That was very sweet. I want to talk about that Justin Haley bit. We were waiting around just off pit road uh, during the rain delay. Like crew members, drivers were walking by, going for cover. And at one point we're all just a group. Justin Haley just walks by, looks over at me, comes up, snaps a photo and walks off without saying a word. I was like, that's, there that's goes right. Justin Haley. And then he yeah. won the race the next morning. So that but, was pretty cool. So shout out Justin look, Haley. The look on five points and trees faces when that happened. Like, they both that? were like, yeah, they literally like, who, who the hell was that? And they're yeah, like, they oh, were, yeah, that's Justin Haley. He's, he's a cup series winner. No big deal. You could tell they were a bit taken <laughs> back by like, you know, some of the amounts of times that, you know, like, 
certain drivers would recognize us, but then other times there'd be like some like like the fans, like y'all are awesome, y'all are freaking awesome. Thank you yeah. guys so much for watching us and yeah. stuff. Like there were just so many that came out of nowhere, basically. But overall, I'd say you know, a great great weekend overall. Um, as far as you know, being in the state of Florida, I don't like to stay there as you know more than I need to. So I was out of there on Sunday. I'm hey, like, but you right? guys That's discovered okay. the greatness of Bucky's this weekend, which had I know, me very dude, happy. dude, dude. Oh. There's none on the West Coast, and it's a shame, dude. The Bucky's, man, I had that pork barbecue sandwich, bro. Oh my god, only six bucks, best six bucks I've ever spent at a freaking gas station. They need to have some on the West Coast, Bucky's. Please, the little fucking beaver statue, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. 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 But it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it brings out strong emotions. Jared, you love it Bucky's, does. right? It's so good. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that that was. There's no problem. You don't was, have to love Bucky's. If you hate it, I, you can say it. I love it. Well, well, it was like when we were in the car, I like started doing like the Jurassic Park theme coming up to it. Because, like, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, we're all talking good about it. Like, David Land, for some reason, just like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it's pretty cool, but he like is infatuated. He shut with down Bucky's. when he yes. saw it. He was just, yes, he, he literally, literally stopped talking about like, it. Like, we were about to leave. He's like, Yeah, let's go to Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like sitting, like sitting here, I'm like, Man, you tell this man to go to Bucky's, he could be a freaking NFL player. Damn. Like, he was so into Bucky's, man. Um, they that, had that a whole totally statue dedicated to their mascot. Like, that's crazy. I've never Nothing seen that. Better than Beaver statue. <laughs> It's amazing. And it was just sitting there out front, man. It's awesome. But Bucky's, please add one on the West Coast, definitely. Well, from Bucky's <laughs> to uh, Big Rex and to a Blaney win. Yeah, like you guys said, his third win of the season, two in a row to wrap up the regular season. We'll talk about the playoff grid in a, in a little bit, but uh, I believe that bumps him up from like, I don't know, he was going to be mid-pack, like eighth or ninth He's seed second. to it's the two seed. That's right. He is the two seed. Now, everyone's way behind Kyle Larson when they stack up playoff points, but we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, the last guy in, Tyler Reddick. It was an emotional whirlwind Saturday night. Drivers like Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, Chris Buescher, Matt Benedetto, and more Suarez in the final final lap all looked for a second or two like they were going to win this race and knock Reddick and Austin Dillon, or knock Reddick out of the playoffs. And Austin Dillon was in contention as well. Um, but Tyler Reddick, when it's all said and done, with a beat up race car, comes home I think fifth after the Buescher disqualification and uh, locks himself in in the final week. Second year driver, sophomore slump. Never heard of it, apparently. Uh, Jarrett, what do you make of Tyler Reddick getting RCR in the playoffs? Uh, I won't say that he's somebody who is, like, going to definitely be, you know, oh, he'll be in the round of eight and this and that. But I really think that that Reddick is someone who could be silently dangerous. I mean, you look at what Austin Dillon did last year, and, you know, in my opinion, Reddick is better than Dillon was last year. Uh, So... I, I won't say that he's, you know, like I said, I won't say he's going to go to like the round of eight, but I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he's somebody who, you know, gets one crazy win in the round of 12 that bumps somebody out that otherwise would have made it. Like it, he's got the speed. He's improved as the year has went on. Um, so I, I'm happy. Plus, I, I, I just like Tyler Reddick. So yeah, I'm pretty happy that he's in. It, it, take away Austin the, Dillon this weekend didn't. No. Yeah, t- take away the terrible start to Tyler Reddick's 2021 season, and he would have locked himself into the playoffs like like a long time ago. Um, I said earlier in the year, I was like, uh-oh, like outside of Homestead, it's looking like a sophomore slump. Hopefully he can turn it around. And he basically did um, all the way up until, you know, I mean, like, I mean, even in the final, even in the regular season's finale, I mean, he had a ton of problems, like, like he got involved in the uh, the big one there. He made some slight contact with um, 
Truex's uh, back bumper, caused some damage, and was still able to bring it home to P7 and clinch his way in, in the playoffs while Austin Dillon was basically stuck on the track like you are in oh, yeah. NASCAR heat sometimes. Stuck on some the banking. Yeah, that was yeah, he was stuck comical. on the banking right there. But, um, I mean, some other notables, too. I mean, Chris Buescher, I mean, he got DQ'd, basically. I think there was something with the track bar mount being, mm-hmm. like, all out of whack and stuff, and then pretty much promoted Bubba Wallace to P2. So now he's finished second at Daytona twice in his career, 2018, or excuse me, uh, yeah, yeah, 2018, uh, yeah. Daytona 500 in this race now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty pretty exciting race. I mean, we'll probably talk about the package a little bit more, I assume. Though. Yeah, we can talk about that. And I also want to mention Corey LaJoy. Give him a shout-out. He led yes! at least one lap. Yes! He was actually was sporty. Great. He wasn't just out there mm-hmm. messing around. He, he, I, you know, he, was, he was a factor on the finish of this thing, so I want to give him a shout-out so, as well. But f- Funny thing about, like, all the people that finished. My dad does DraftKings with me and stuff, and I did not win. I gave him I my team. I didn't win anything you know. either. <laughs> my dad managed to get one, two, three, four, seven. Ooh, wow. I, was, I was like how and he said yeah if it was like 0.6 more i would have won 700 bucks i only got 300 i'm like oh, the 300 oh, you still got money bro i saw well, i've gotten combined mind. and it's his first week doing it oh, like wow. i'm just lucky that boy dad that, that good was good job. that was good <laughs> yeah, well played that's amazing uh now i understand where you get your um your immaculate pick abilities from jared leading our uh, pick points all year long um, but now let's talk about the package a little bit, but we can also relay or talk about the racing more broadly because this race, I thought the first 130, 140 laps were absolutely fantastic. Uh, the runs were still being created, maybe not quite as big, maybe the, not quite as fast of closing rates as earlier this year at the super speedways, but plenty of passing, not just within the pack, but for the lead as well. The only driver I saw somewhat able to, to defend was Joey Logano, but that's just because he's really good at the style of racing. He's been good at defending the lead at super speedway races, regardless of the package for many, many years. But uh, we saw close racing, we saw tight racing, but we didn't see any wrecks uh, in the first 130, 140 laps. Nothing significant. It was when the Rick Ware cars kamikaze themselves. Uh, Three of four. Yeah, they, right. that was great. That was, that was unfortunate. Great. But the only one ended up getting a top 10. Shout out to Josh Berlicki. That's you. Good job, Josh Berlicki. But Good after job. that wreck, then the final 20 laps, it, it was like a, the end of a, of a basketball game where they're fouling a whole bunch. Everyone's waiting around for free throws. It, the final yeah. 20 laps got dragged out pretty long. Um, there was a brief red flag at one point as well. A couple of huge wrecks, including on the last lap when Kurt Busch hooked Daniel Suarez in front of most of the pack. But uh, the rules pack Package, ultimately, it succeeded. It succeeded in slowing the cars down. They weren't going 200 miles an hour in the pack. They were going about 191, it looked like, at their top speed. Um, the closing rates maybe weren't quite as aggressive, but they were still bump drafting each other and hitting each other a lot. So it accomplished its goal on that front. Nobody flipped. Nobody you know, went flying or anything like that. But at the end of the day, I think one of y'all said it, or somewhere I heard it, they wrecked more cars in this race than they have in any super speedway in like the last 10 years. So yep. <laughs> at the end of the day, they still jumped a lot of cars. And I heard a lot of drivers commenting 36. afterwards like Logano, I think um, maybe Bell. Or there's a few drivers that were – I know Logano for sure commented that, like, he still wasn't a fan of the rules package because at the end of the day, we all still wrecked, you know. Can, yeah, nobody flipped, but still a lot of wrecking. So I, I was a little can, surprised to hear that. I, it's just super speedway racing. Everyone's going to wreck. At some point, it's got to be on the drivers. It's your fault if you wreck, you know. And I, I feel like you. at this point, that's where we're at. But what do you guys make yeah, of, of can, the racing? Can we finally – finally, like, we, we've changed the rules – we, you know, we've, we've done it what the drivers have wanted and they still crash it up. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just, 
I get they don't want to blame themselves because that looks bad being like, oh, we're professional drivers, but we suck at at not crashing. But like, it's getting to the point where it doesn't matter what you do. They're just going to wreck it up. It, it's, I, I think it's because you have a lot more young drivers that are a lot more inexperienced, that are a lot more desperate. They make stupid moves. I mean, that's just how it is. And, and I am someone who personally thinks they shouldn't have changed the package really that much. Like maybe a little tweak here or there, but I think they went too far. Like I, I, I surprised you at the race, Eric, when you're like, I thought it was real, like really like awesome. And I'm like, yeah, seven out of 10. Yeah, like, I thought it was a better race than that. I would put it. I think I gave it an eighty-eight out of hundred. I gave it a. I gave it a seven out of ten as well. Yeah. What like being there last year, like that race, like that just that race was one of the best races in my opinion. Not of like the super speedways or of this package. I mean, of, I, I'm telling you, like of the Gen Six era. You're talking about the summer race last year. Yes. The, yeah. Yeah. The, the, I thought that. I thought that was one of I think that was one of the top five races I've ever watched when it comes to just the racing aspect. Spring Talladega last year was great as well too. This this mm-hmm. last super speed, I'm with you. I was worried when they said they were going to change it, but maybe unlike you, I, I didn't think that the changes really hurt the product that much. I thought we still saw a really good product. Well, I thought yeah. it was good, oh. but you don't think yeah, it was yeah. as good? No. Oh, no, no, yeah, no. I agree as well. It was good, but I mean, that last package we had, I thought was spectacular. You know, like, I felt like this package was a hybrid between, you know, pack racing we saw in the early 2000s with the Gen 4 from time to time. It's like they would be in packs, but like, you know, they really would just stay behind one another. Like, it would be really tough to get those major runs. But occasionally, what was weird is you would see them tandem drafting and then just like slingshot all the way up in front of the main pack, you know, just though you know with just two drivers um for moments uh, during the race um especially in the very beginning and i was like oh this is this is different you know and then um once we finished stage two we had 38 cars left like which was very mm-hmm. shocking i mean it was shocking to see that many cars but then i was thinking okay like yeah we have 38 cars now but i mean you know, it goes back to what Jared was talking about. The typical drivers driving etiquette now in these super speedways is you got to do what you got to do. And hey, if you wreck, so be it. I, I feel like it's now, it's basically been accepted that look, it's like, hey, look, I'd rather try to win the race and wreck than, you know, not try it all. And I, I don't know. It's just, it just seems like every time, no matter what the package is, you know, it's like we always end up with a bunch of cars torn up in the end, no matter <laughs> and, what. And yet it is still better than the F1 race. Well, oh yeah, yeah. There was a F1 race this weekend. No. It was, it was a laps. farce. It was a farce, basically. A race, you could say. Shout out to shout out to the Mickey Podium winners. Well, there's two. I hope I didn't lose my train of thought. There's two things you kind of said, or two um, factors to what you're talking about, Darian. The lack of racing etiquette, and I think first and foremost, um, well, firstly, I'll give it. I'll give it this. NASCAR's changing the playoff format to the point where it's winning you're in, win at all costs. That's what gets you in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That naturally is going to up the aggression at tracks like Daytona and Talladega where everyone feels like they have a shot. But secondly, you know, I will say this. Secondly, you know, it didn't matter if this is the regular season race or if this is, you know, in the middle of the summer like it was before. You know, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in 2018, that wasn't a regular season finale. It was in the middle of July, and he – you know, he was going for it uh, quite a bit. So, you know, a driver aggression is no different. I think the other big factor, though, is is safety. I think drivers look at Ryan Newman's crash and say, if that's as bad as it gets and he still walked away a day and a half later, or, you know, got was out of the hospital two days later, racing three or four months later, if that's as bad as it gets, 
I feel like most drivers feel bulletproof. And the ones who complain about safety, like Joey Logano, are the same guys that made the crazy block at the end of the Daytona 500 that set off a fiery wreck. So it's like even the drivers who say they're worried about safety, when they're in the actual heat of the battle, I don't think safety's on these drivers' minds. Look at the end of this race. Chase Elliott and Matt Benedetto were changing lanes left and right constantly. Yeah, and well, set yeah, off that a big Chase Elliott, yeah, that Chase Elliott block, that was uh, – well, so, yeah. And when it comes to, like, wrecks that have flips and stuff like that, like, I don't think you can have – like. I'm trying to think back. Has there been a year of the Gen 6 era that we, uh, like, I think maybe 2016 might be the only one that we haven't had a flip at at least one of the super speedway races? Uh, I think 2016. I think that might have been the one where I think that might have been the only one. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I, so it's I like, remember. I, I feel like it, 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 as much as it sucks to say, it's kind of a necessary evil if you're going to have it like this because you can't take the plates off. Or the, or the tapered spacers, unless you want to go like 250 miles an hour. You know, like I think it was Rusty Wallace, I think, that that tested without one back in like 2012. And he went like 235 or like 240 around Talladega. It was something like, crazy. Yeah. And and I would say that's probably more dangerous than having them in a big pack the way they are. So the way I figure it is, I, I personally thought, and I know that I'm not in the majority on this one, I personally thought the last package was the best we ever had i, I thought agree. it was better than the well no i agree i agree with that yeah. no i mean i thought it was better in the 2000s i thought it was oh. better in the late 2000s 2010s any of them no i agree like it was my favorite package ever and and mm-hmm. for, for me to say that as a dale freaking junior <laughs> fan is saying something i think um I, I i think it should have just been tweaked a little like we did before, or like they did before um i i think they overreacted i hope i hope they go back at least towards the direction that they had it in before, but I, I mean, don't get me wrong. A seven out of 10 Daytona race is still better than like, but it could have been like, it, it could have been a nine out of 10. It, 10, out of 10. I don't know. I still, I still thought there was plenty of passing. Like again, there from, was from yeah. the, with the naked eye. It didn't look that different than last year or earlier this year's race, which is why I thought, Hey, if they kept the racing competitive and just lowered the speeds a little bit to, you know, theoretically keep it a little safer keep the cars on the ground i think that was a success but um but no that's uh, that's fair i i'm with you that i think the previous rules package was the best super speedway package we've ever seen i i was happy though that this package didn't seem too different i guess i was relieved yeah. a little bit but uh, we I, can move I was on nervous oh go on, well, go on. Re- yeah yeah i'll just mine i'm glad that i was wrong when i was nervous thinking that it was just going to be like it was in 14 15 where just the leader just seesaws mm, like yeah, i yeah if you know outside of my driver doing well with that like i absolutely hated when that happened mm-hmm. just because you'd see the driver in second get a run and then it's like nope nope yeah. <laughs> yeah. seesaw back and forth, back and forth. yeah so i'm yeah. glad we saw no seesaw absolutely well uh 16 drivers now are in the playoffs i'm gonna throw up the playoff uh grid really quick hold on i'm moving things around on the screen for people at home to make it easier for them to look at i wasn't prepared uh, but boom they have the playoff grid now up in front of them i'll read it off real quick so uh once the points have reset kyle larson has a huge lead as everyone watching can see he has a 47 point lead over the cut line second place is ryan blaney and truex tied they're 19 points to the good so a, a serious um gap between first second third place um you can go on down kyle bush is in chase elliott's in alex bowman with uh three uh wins on the air is still only plus 10 because he did not win any stages to go along with those wins um denny hamlin the, the runner-up to the regular season points championship with zero wins still is 
in seventh. Uh, William Byron, Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski, Kurt Busch, Christopher Bell are currently the top 12. McDowell and Amarola are tied with Bell for that last spot technically. Then Tyler Reddick starts the, the playoffs minus two. And Kevin Harvick, the guy who dominated last season, was the regular season champion, had the most playoff points of anyone going into the chase. He is 16th, last on the playoff grid. No wins this year. No stage wins this year. He is 16th. So um, there are your playoff uh, drivers. Uh, I mean, any... Real surprises, y'all, other than, you know, McDowell, who nobody saw coming at the beginning of this year. Uh, Eric Almarola with the type of point season he had. His win at New Hampshire was obviously shocking. But anyone else that kind of jumps out at you guys? Well, dang. I mean, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I, I think uh, just because everyone hyped him up so much, and for some reason a lot of people still aren't accepting that he's been a mid-pack driver this year, uh, Christopher Bell. Like, other than that win, he's done nothing for playoffs. Like, when, when you really look at it, stage wins and wins are the only thing that matters, and, and points, of course, uh, for the playoffs. And Bell accomplished none of those three after that Daytona road course win. And I think had he not – I'm pretty sure had he not gotten that win, he would not have made the playoffs this year. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. Harvick's the biggest surprise, I mean, in this whole – I mean, like Hamlin and Harvick not getting a single win this year is obviously very surprising. Um, but, I mean, Hamlin's at least, you know, in the top eight at the moment. And, I mean, Harvick just, like – just like slid all the way down to P16 now minus three. I mean, now, of course, you know, they're just getting started. So they'll have plenty of time in these though over the next three races to get back up there, but it's still very shocking to see. What I'm, what I'm shocked is we've talked about Hendrick, Hendrick, Hendrick all year. And, you know, obviously Hendrick driver is P1, but then you got Penske, Gibbs, Gibbs, and then Hendrick. Like we forget that the Gibbs cars have been right there. Truex won three races early in the season. Kyle Busch has definitely improved from last season. I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on the Gibbs guys. Obviously Hamlin's winless, but he's been so consistent. Mm -hmm. There's that. And then I I will say, I think that, I mean, you know, you had mentioned a Penske car, but we had said before that had Logano not gotten, or uh, had Blaney not gotten that win, you know, he'd probably be, let's see, down to sixth, I think, uh, right above Bowman. And aside from him, Logano and, and Keselowski are at the bottom half of the top ten. I mean, Keselowski has struggled this year. Oh, yeah. I'm honestly I mean, surprised Keselowski's even in the top ten. I, I feel like we haven't talked about him, like, at all this season. So to see him plus three when the playoffs start, I'm like, what, what's, he's what really, stages did he's he win? Re- when? <laughs> he's really been quiet, you know, the last part of the um, regular season there. Was sure. he – Let's see, because that would have been, what, three stages? But then you also have to add in, was he 10th in points? So at least one point came yeah. from the, the point mm-hmm. standing. So, I mean, Kurt Busch is tied with him. Like, after the horrible start Kurt Busch had this year, he's really recovered well. That Atlanta race was big, because didn't he sweep the stages and win that Atlanta race? He did. <laughs> that was huge. I know he won he at least won one at least. stage. Did he win both? Yeah. I know he won one. I, I, I think he Kyle won one. one, one of them. Kyle yeah. maybe won one. He may not have, have won each. Yeah, yeah but it was a lot. Each. I think, yeah, that's right. He was first, second, and then won the the race at the end. So it was it, that was a big day for Kurt Busch. But yeah, thank, thank you, Ross Chastain, for helping him out. <laughs> Teammates helping. Teammates to the bitter end. It's only only a few weeks to go for the two of them, unfortunately. But uh, but there you have it. Those are your 16 drivers in the playoffs. Uh, we'll be following them as the uh, postseason goes on. Hold on. I got to now move some things back around. Oh, geez. Jeez, now you got to move us around. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Dar- uh, Jarrett, take us take us uh, off here with the uh, with the ratings. How did this race do on the TV front? Um, well, all things considered, when you look at 
where it was kind of blacked out. Uh, not too bad. 2.25 rating and 3.928 million is the number that I saw reported. So like down, I think like a hundredth of a point or maybe I think it was something like that. Or maybe it was one, like a tenth of a point in, in the ratings. Not horrible, but it was up about 50,000 viewers from last year. So, I mean, I'd, I'd just say breaks even. Um, you'd like to see it improve, but at least breaking even, it, it didn't go down. That's that's the, that's the positive. Bad, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, it could be worse. Uh, it could be a lot worse, uh, especially, you know, with the fact that there was like a ton of different areas that weren't showing it because of preseason football, a, a, pre-season lot, of Florida, football. a lot of Florida was blacked or their NBC affiliate was cho- choosing to show the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, yeah. And weren't and they that's playing, a local. I think they were playing the Texans city. too. A Buccaneers uh, Texans preseason game I, absolutely does not yeah. deserve airtime. Are you kidding me? Is this a I, joke? I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking there. The but. Texans? I think it was the Texans. I don't actually know. I may be wrong. Yeah, on that. might have been. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, well, you know, we know what the TV numbers look like. Now, what did our fans think of this race? Jared, do you have the famous. Wait, I don't, I'm sorry. Darren, what's it called? <laughs> I always forget the name. Be what? I always say the pole, the famous iceberg pole. I didn't want to steal your line there. No, yes, <laughs> I was like, I was thinking, is he gonna steal? I'm like, hey, all right, go for it. Then. I got on a roll. It's his channel. All right. Well, we did not break a record, but we were pretty damn close. Fifteen point nine k. Oh, uh, which is pretty pretty high up on the list. That is. Fifty four percent of you said this is a great race. Thirty said it was good. Ten percent average. Two said below average and three percent said bad meaning 84 percent of you had a net positive experience with daytona this year five percent of you did not um and let me look right here really quick this will put it third of the six races that have been run at daytona during the poll uh right between the 2020 daytona 500 and the 2020 clash um but much closer to the 500. Uh, let me see. I think I hit. I think I have it compared to super speedways. Uh, yes, I do. Um, this is again smack dab in the middle. Six of eleven. Uh, you got three Talladega races and those two Daytona races I I mentioned before. So people uh, people like this race. Uh, it's pretty hard not to like a Daytona race unless you're like the 500 this year. Um, but let's see what you guys got here. Denny delivers, of course, is the top comment. Oh goodness. Says, Austin uh, Austin Dillon misses the playoffs. Immediately places blame on Ace Dillon for dropping his binky. Oh yeah, that's right. He did that pre race? Didn't, didn't they call it Binky Gate or something? Yeah, that's, something. That's I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, CP Mattis says uh, Busher and Wallace making it through that crazy wreck just to realize it was over must have hurt. <laughs> Good point. Um, Let's see. Riley seventy seven said that was so much better than the five hundred. I agree. Yeah, this year definitely. Yeah, way better. The weather weather was way better too. Trust us. Yeah. Says a lot more uh, aggressive racing, a lot of action. Plus, we didn't have a couple hour long delay. Yep. Mm -hmm. True. Uh, Let's see what else we got here. Ah, Austin Higgins is quoting Darian here. Uh Darian Uh Reddick is having a sophomore slump. Reddick, I'm about to end this man's entire career. He was at the beginning of the year. (laughs) It was. I'll I'll, I'll come to your defense there. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Uh, Crow Wheeler says, while yes, the field was freight training on the outside, it seemed to me there was way more passing this time, and it was fairly clean until the final 10 laps. (laughs) Pretty much. That's an accurate assessment. Uh, Thomas Franco says, and this is three days ago, so it's a little outdated. 
The 4% at the time of this posting who voted bad are either Rick Ware Racing fans who are mad they took each other out fighting for 33rd or Matty D fans who are justified in their anger. <laughs> and shout out to Super Squad for sponsoring uh, Joey Gacy's car inside yeah, of his car. I, I saw that. that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I heard it costs like heard it cost like 200 bucks. So props. Congrats. That's awesome. That's amazing. Um, Ryan Fitzgerald says, just here to say BJ McLeod got his first career top 10. Yes, tonight. he did. Definitely. He did. Deserves yeah. a shout out. That's what's up. Let's get down to the bottom of this, though. Like, let's get all the way down to these like 500 something comments. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. comments, y'all are wild. I know, the... like, I was I was looking at it on the way back from Daytona, and I'm just like, I kept trying to read them all. I'm like, nope, can't get to them. <laughs> all right. The last comment I'm going to pre-read because I don't want to. Uh, nope, nope, we're not reading that one. <laughs> um, well, what were they mad about? Can you give us the gist? Yeah. Uh, Chase Elliott's driving. Oh, oh they weren't happy. I mean, yeah. well, I can, I can say bleep, and it should take – most of the inappropriateness okay. out would that be would that be yeah okay? that's spoiler fine. it that's, sounds negative uh <laughs> that's fine yeah it, i'll just right. go negative already basically okay you're both okay from joe king get rid of green white checkers it's dumb stop green white checkers and guys will stop acting stupid run the schedule distance and be done with it it was a good race till chase elliott drove like a beep face and <laughs> took out half the field yeah, i don't see how I, I'll, I'll be real like you know, I get you're running for the win, but I don't see how you defend Chase. You know, I don't see how you say that, like, you know, mm. Maddie D was at fault there or Hamlin. Like, that was totally. Chase funny. Elliott was like, yeah. He's, I think, he's I think it was mostly on Elliott. I, I think DiBenedetto, DiBenedetto was about to hook himself. I don't know who was behind DiBenedetto, but he made a move that Hamlin. almost got himself hooked on Hamlin. So he was mm. he was moving around a lot, too, but I think it started with Elliott. I, uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Choo-choo. That's happened a lot tonight. No, I don't remember what I was going to say. I was going to say something about about the incident, but I do not remember what it was. So ignore me and move on. I'm sorry. Well, I can at least like add like the the Chase Elliott fans in front of us did not like us at all. So they... well, it also was it also was because IDK player and I decided to troll them all night. Oh yeah, I had also said I had even said to them like like hey Kyle Busch is the closest thing to Dale Earnhardt and they were just livid they they just got oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they literally turned around and told Darian don't worry one day someone will love you oh wow <laughs> did, yeah. to, which, to, to which IDK player and I said all right gloves Dude. are off it's gonna be a Yikes. fun night I didn't realize there was some hostility we sat like a, I sat a few seats down from y'all but so I didn't hear this that's well I'll yeah. just say it like this IDK and I like every time Elliot would get the lead taken away from him we'd cheer for whoever was just to, to mess with them and it got to the point that after stage two they got up and went enough to like an entirely other section wow. because they were so sick of us i was oh i gosh. wasn't doing that i just messed with them pre-race that's all i did oh, well, wow. well no because they kept going after idk too and it was just oh, like all right all right okay. well we're gonna go back and forth there we go i do remember what i was gonna say about the chase elliott incident i thought his post-race comments were interesting where he said it was about three laps to go when he made that block and he made the comment where he's like, if I don't make that block, I don't win. And I'm like, in my head, I re- reacted to that. And I said, did he, has he not learned anything from Denny Hamlin the last couple of years? Because there's I, been a I couple of instances that. where Hamlin has not made the block. Even on the last lap, he's not made the block. And he's ultimately gotten the push to the win. Last year's Daytona 500 is a perfect example of that. I think with three laps to go, making an aggressive block like that, it certainly was not necessary. I can understand the heat of the battle. You think you got to be aggressive. But to say that 
he was definitely going to lose the race with the amount of passing, the amount of runs people were still getting all night long. No, if he just holds his line or stays to the bottom and gives Dibby the outside, Elliott still has a really solid shot at coming oh, yeah. back. It, it's roulette. Yeah. It was basically a re- rotating, revolving door. And it really, once it hit lap 200 or whatever they got to with the Greenwood checkers, it was really just kind of random at that point who was going to be out front at the right time. So mm-hmm. I, I did think that comment was interesting. I was surprised because I thought, I don't know. I just feel like we've seen examples where, hey, don't make the aggressive block. It doesn't usually work. Logano made that obvious this past February. You know, I, I just that that was surprising to me. But to coming from Chase Elliott, who I don't think of as a super well, aggressive driver. Who, let me see who who was it because I I completely agree with them in the chat here. It was uh, Barry Boy Blast says, uh, or what? No, no, hold on. I can't. I I couldn't. I can't see who it was because it, it's moving fast enough. But someone said that yeah, Denny won the five hundred without blocking. Yeah, that's like, what I was saying. Yeah, he was. He was yeah. blocked. Yeah, I mean, like he was like, well, and then you look at Talladega too. Like, Maddie D made the block, and look what happened to him. Yeah, mm-hmm. just saying, yeah. just saying. And also, looking at the chat, shout out Danny B making an appearance in the chat. Glad you're doing well, Hi, man. Excited to see you up, back Danny? in the next episode. Um, but I think we've we've milked this cup race for all it's worth. Let's talk Xfinity for just a moment. Race that was split into two different days, 15 laps or so Friday night. The rest of the race was run Saturday afternoon. Let's talk about that finish. The Colleg Racing drivers have done it again. They are unstoppable, it seems, at these super speedways. They are teamwork makes the dream work. They are inspirational. They were so good at working together that they actually got the chance to all three go for the win and you know and they made it happen. They finished first, second, and fourth. Three wide finish with I think Allgaier was it who snuck into third technically, but Justin mm-hmm. Haley with that final lap move around the outside wins. Uh, is this his second Xfinity win at Daytona? Because he won, I think it was at Daytona or Talladega he won last year. I know he won a super speedway race last year in Xfinity. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's won a cup race at Daytona. He won Talladega. As well. He won Talladega. Was it Talladega last year? Mm-hmm. I forget exactly yeah. which one. But um, Colleague guys dominant once again. What did you guys make of that finish? Because we had great seats. We were sitting right mm-hmm. on top of the start-finish line. That was pretty cool, I thought. It was an awesome race. I mean, like, and also like the finish surprised the hell out of me because I mean, usually you expect these super speedway races to end in some type of last lap crash in this era now. And, but no, they were like three by three by three amongst everybody. And they brought it home each car in one piece towards the end there. So it was really exciting and colleague racing. I mean, they're the DEI team basically, or they might've even, they're, they're like eclipsing DEI levels of dominance here on the super speedways. I mean, how many years did DEI dominate? I mean, the super speedways, like from like what, 2001? Yeah, yeah. And like colleague is what? This is like going on, what, second or third year that they've had this type of level of domination here. So it's it's getting up there. Yeah, it's, just, it's it's up there for sure. The chat, the, the race. sorry, the chat's reminding us that Haley won three Super Speedways races last year. I, I knew Colleague won a bunch. I didn't forget it was Haley. Oh yeah, lost. he did. Oh, oh my dang. gosh, jeez, he sorry. did win more. Yeah, Go sorry guys. Yeah, well, that that finish is summed up by NASCAR twenty one total team control. control. <laughs> like jeez, that like they it it was like when you play total team control. And it's like okay, I'm gonna drive this guy to the front. Okay, I'm gonna swap to this guy and drive him to second. Okay, this guy's third and. And then just let's just battle amongst ourselves. Like it literally was. They blocked the track. They they blocked the <laughs> entire <did>. track. Um, <laughs> and and it was it was a really close finish. I, I think I, I have it put down in here. Like it was point zero two three seconds, which is like twenty one or twenty three hundredths of a second margin of victory. Uh, so it was it was a, a nice nice finish to watch in person. Uh, but the race itself was really fun. Like I I liked watching I I liked watching the guys in the middle of the pack figure out how to get to the front. 
Um, I also like tell Ryan dur- during the rain delay told like we're like hey what's what what's strategy man he goes just vibe just vibe, just vibe in the back <laughs> with all the other teams just vibe I think after the race he put in he put in our chat he's like yeah I vibed a little too hard yeah because they, <laughs> like they didn't actually wreck yeah there were a lot of drivers I thought that were kind of lingering in the back waiting for the wreck that never came you know some guys on the playoff cut line I know Michael Annette had damage I saw I think Jeremy Clements who's 11th in the points and even Herbst I think was back there as well who's 12th they were all kind of vibing maybe a little too hard and didn't get as many spots as they were hoping for I, I think yeah. in the end it worked for Herbst. I mean, it's you got to look at the strategy that'll help him mm-hmm. stay in the in the playoff battle, and and he really gained on that. So yeah, if we look at the playoff cut line real quick, uh, it's really between Herbst and Michael Annette right now. Um, Herbst is plus sixty eight. Michael Annette raced this weekend. Credit to him, but he I do not believe he gained. I think he continued to lose a few points to um, Riley Herbst. He was caught up in one of the um, one of the big wrecks. There were really only two two notable wrecks. There was the one where was it Cindric that got hooked into the wall by snyder who was it that got no yeah snyder snyder hooked um hooked hooked, uh cendrick i think it was cendrick and then there was another there was another decent wreck i thought a little bit later on i don't remember now for sure but But that uh, but but michael after we faked you out i i i don't remember wasn't that because i I think the cendrick wreck was the one y'all faked everyone out or no no i think that was a different one it was was no it was they were they were um training and then all of a sudden they like wrecked all of a sudden that was yeah darren goes darren goes Joe, oh my gosh! Oh man. my god, trouble, trouble! Like, oh my goodness, it was funny. Well, expanding race funny. was fun. I think it was great. I enjoyed the doubleheader. It was a shame it got rained out. We'd rather seen them race. Friday yeah. Night well, I mean, it was it was good in hindsight because Jed had food poisoning because he tried oh, yeah. a burger, burger at a freaking oyster place, and oh. that's why he got food poisoning. But luckily. He was he was um, well enough to watch both races in, in the same day. Luckily, so was, there's at least one major motorsport that's willing to postpone their race to the next day and give the fans a show. Dude, how does uh, that's just crazy to me? F1, the pinnacle of racing, and you can't postpone. Yeah, I, didn't, the race I wasn't to trying the next to name day. anybody. I wasn't trying to. <laughs> the FIA, FIA is going to take this stream down. We need to we need oh, to no, get move on quick, quick. Topic. Move on, move <laughs> on, move on. I don't want to get taken down and have my channel deleted. Um. Uh, sorry, I'm distracted. I got a lot of windows. <laughs> they're already, a lot of already, they're already messing with Darian's internet. No, no. Oh, uh, it is. Hold on. Let me let me rejoin really quick. All right. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Well, sure? we have a couple more topics, or we have one top more topic before we get to the mailbag question and then the uh, infamous lightning round. But um, one big news story that broke uh, the beginning of the weekend at Daytona Friday, 2311 Racing. It's confirmed. We'll expand to a two-car team, and Kurt Busch will join them driving the number forty-five Toyota. What a major shock! I know he's he's been reported as the front runner for that ride for a couple of months now. But there had been also some murmurs the past couple weeks that he had multiple options. He was weighing. He's going with twenty-three eleven racing. Uh, We saw the photo. I don't have it pulled up here. We saw the the video, the clips of the car with the number slid forward. Fans were in uproar. The number didn't look that great. But then Denny Hamlin, he had to clarify. He had to clarify that this is not the final design. We'll probably move the number a little bit, but uh, still, uh, Kurt Busch to Toyota. Uh, Darian, how big of a win is is this for 2311 to get a, a championship caliber veteran driver on their team it's a massive w and it was pretty good it coincided with Bubba Wallace's second place finish over the weekend so overall pretty good um pr weekend for 2311 racing as a whole but the as for the future i, I mean it really bolts well for this team i mean i, I really think kurt bush can like you know I, he'll definitely be one of the favorites to to make the playoffs perhaps next year in this ride too i would assume with the next gen car and all that stuff and the Gibbs Alliance and whatnot. And also, you know, Bubba Wallace finally having, you know, a pretty 
you know, a driver of Kurt Busch's caliber to lean off of in terms of like information and, you know, trying to get the car better and stuff like that. And also just up for overall team development. I mean, Kurt Busch, I mean, he's really, I mean, ever since he's been, he's um, gotten to Ganassi, I feel like he's, he, I mean, like I know Ganassi is going to be basically track house racing after the season, but I feel like he's leaving that team on better terms than when he had gotten there and stuff like that. You know, I think he's he definitely made that one car that better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot better. Absolutely. A lot better for sure. No, I, I, this is a total win for them. I, I made a video about this a while back and, and one of the big things, a big point that, that I really wanted to hit on with it is it, it's good for Bubba Wallace to finally have like a more experienced teammate, especially a teammate who's been through the ringer the way that Kurt Busch has. Um, I think it, it'll be really good for him both on the racetrack, learning from Kurt Busch, but at the same time also, um, I think it will also be good for him off the racetrack uh, learning, you know, because obviously not the same thing, but Kurt Busch has been through a lot of adversity. Let's be real. That's <laughs> like, true. No, he's he's had to rebuild his image uh, arguably more than once, and he's gotten back to, to where he is today. So, no, I think what I said is 2311 Racing coming into this year, they had the funding. They had, you know, a decent driver in Bubba Wallace. They had, um, you know, they had they had everything they needed, but the one thing they were lacking, the big thing they were lacking was experience. A lot of the guys on that team are from Levine Family Racing, a team that has no experience winning. You know, even Bubba Wallace and Mike Wheeler don't have a ton of experience winning at the top level of NASCAR, but now you bring in Kurt Busch, who has a ton of experience winning, winning championships. I think that by itself is huge. Um, a couple other quick details to add in as well. They said this is a multi-year deal for Kurt Busch. We we know by um, recent standards, multi-year deal can really mean anything. I think everyone's on one-year contracts. It feels like <laughs> contracts do not uh, can be broken. It seems or can be uh, edited after the fact. Um, but also, they did not announce that they had secured a charter yet for the 45 car. But now there have been a ton of reports the last few days that they are finalizing a deal, perhaps to buy one or both of Front Row Motorsports charters. There's the possibility that they're going to almost merge with Front Row Motorsports, take both of their charters, maybe lease one to another team, maybe Front Row is going to lease one. Who knows? But either way, that looks like the place 2311 is looking to get their um, second charter. Do you? What do you guys think? If, if Front Row goes away, let's say, for example, I don't know if this is what's going to happen, but say Front Row basically folds and 2311 comes a two-car team, they lease that charter out to who knows who uh, call expire i have no idea like what do you guys make of that do you think that's likely do you think that's good for the sport uh, i i don't i don't know how likely it is just because there's been a million different like i'm uh, there's been so many rumors thrown around about front row i don't know what to make of it some yeah. are like like I, I like the big one bob pockers talked about a little bit was like oh the 45 will have one of them and then front row will lease the other meaning front row wouldn't have a cup ride and then maybe they'd be in trucks. Others are saying they'll be bought up completely. Uh, I, I think a better, I have a better grasp of the answer to the second question. Is it good for the sport? And I don't think so. Cause front row is a team that's finally seeming to, to year over year climb the ladder more. And now it just sort of gets cut off. I, I don't like that, especially like, you know, for an unproven commodity, like 2311, you know, it, it as much as I like Kurt Busch going there, it's not, a done deal that he's going to perform next year. I think that, you know, the way that McDowell and that team have built up over time, he could be next year easily a top 20 driver again, a top 16 driver. I I, I like having more competitive cars, and I, I don't know if this, this helps uh, the field keep more of them long term, I guess. 
because I'm with you. Front Row seems like a team that's maybe kind of sort of on the rise. Uh, and I think with the next gen car, they have the ability to really contend at more races. And McDowell this year, he finished the regular season, I think, 19th, maybe 20th in points. That's a great year for Michael McDowell. Mm-hmm. Of course, besides just even the Daytona 500 win. Um, go ahead, Darian. Well, like that's another thing too. I guess like on the flip side of it too is like it wouldn't surprise me either if they sold it because like I mean like how long has this team been around for since like what 2007 2008 I think uh, right around a couple years earlier than that maybe but yeah, yeah so that. yeah you know you know you talk about yes they made progress and stuff like that finally it looks good and stuff but I mean you know they just won the the Daytona 500 this year I mean like I don't know about you I mean like maybe it wouldn't surprise me if like you know ownerships like hey you know like hey I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish let's move on perhaps yeah. you know what I mean but it would still suck though because they did make a lot of progress too and I remember them you know their performances in like 2010 2011 and oh my goodness I remember they all those fast food cars and stuff like, Taco Bell. like yeah all well, that they, the Taco Bell Long John Silvers and stuff they so they have a pretty cool history homers. Like, yeah, yeah I remember, go and go yeah. homers mm-hmm. and then and then like in the mid you know starting to get into the mid 2010s in the gen 6 era they became like top 25 kind of team and this is before even like t- competitive teams started to kind of fall away a little more yeah it was they were still like top 25 and then like the last few years they were like a, a like even last year they were a borderline top 20 team Nemechek a rookie had some top 10s in that car yeah McDowell was was up there around like 21st to 23rd in points most of the year and now this year you know, he's kind of fallen back to the mean as the season's gone on, but he's been a top 20 car all year. I mean, there's been, there's been races early in the year and throughout the year where he's run up front. And now you, you add to the fact that you have a car that, that kind of, I would say that, that the next gen car, especially with road courses would fit his driving style more. I, I just, I, I don't think that'd be a good move. I, I, I hope that 34 team stays around. Yeah. yeah. I, I hope they stay there around for the sports sake as well. You know, just I, more competitive teams is a lot better for the sport. I hope we keep the 34. I, I'm excited that colleagues coming into the cup series with two full-time cars that are pro- probably both can be competitive, but like, but yeah, I would be disappointed if front row goes away completely. I love that 2311 is expanding. Cause I think they have the potential to be championship caliber rides before too long, but you know, it's, so it's not like, like there's, I don't know if we're going to talk about it later at all, but you know, there's reports that now Starcom is selling their charter just as I, I, saw just as I, I see saw Derek that. Cope leave a super chat. <laughs> but yeah. Apparently, apparently selling them to aspire. Well, that's I what I was going to say. Right. Like in that, that's one I'm not going to lose too much sleep over, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. Starcom's a team that's kind of gave up when they hired Quinn Alf. Uh, look, look, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Outside of Winval, I would not really care about this team that much. I'm just, yeah. I'm just being completely honest. But like Spire, well, who, at least, is a team that's talking a good game. And we saw the piece yeah. they gave LaJoy this week. And I think they have the potential to be good in a few years. So I, that's one I don't mind. That's a trade off well, I'm okay but, with. I mean, and don't they have a Hendrick connection? Yeah, I, yeah they, I exactly. Think- yeah, a loose Hendrick connection, but and so you know, so it's not this. That's why my my point is a team like Starcom. No disrespect, but they're not going anywhere. They're floundering. If they go away, I'm not going to be that upset. But a team like Front Row, who just won the Daytona 500, I, I feel like this next gen car mm-hmm. could be an opportunity for them. So I'd hate to see them go away completely. I hope the 34 stays. But it sounds like even McDowell doesn't know. It sounds like it's all very, mm-hmm. oh very God. unclear. And also, know. you have to remember their uh, other drivers. Too. I mean, Anthony Alfredo has been there. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping uh, and then, he lands Xfinity or trucks or something. I hope he does yeah. too. Yeah, hopefully well, he lands a competitive ride there. Uh, just to kind of stay a little on topic with the Spire deal. Uh, um, so they sold theirs to was colleague. colleague. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they sold it to colleague for probably a pretty good asking price. Mm-hmm. And then they probably bought 
the Starcom one at less. Like, I think they probably got a profit out of that. Maybe, one. but like, I'm like, but also maybe they didn't because I feel like Starcom has to have had more than just Spire knocking on their door. You got to imagine Hamlin called or Jordan, someone maybe. called. Uh, but you're right. But, if, it is but weird. they've been they've been on the the front row. Uh, for I mean, there's been rumors about yeah. front row for months, so they've maybe. kind of been yeah, on that yeah. one for a while. That's possible. But I, it is interesting that they they had three charters at the beginning of the summer. They sold two of them. We're like, nope, we're just single car. We're gonna focus on the joy, the seven <laughs> car. And now, oh no, we're gonna buy another one. It, we're gonna buy, I know they keep changing. They, they're all over the place. Well, but uh, that has not been confirmed. That seems likely. But um, but I hope I hope for the sport's yeah. sake that we don't lose front row. Please. No, I, I hope the thirty four sticks around. And I think McDowell, who's proven to be a great super speedway racer and we know is a very good road course racer with this new car with uh the schedule likely going to look similar to this year next year i think mcdowell great shot he steals a win and makes the playoffs i think they'd be foolish to i, I think mcdowell honestly should get a ride somewhere maybe not a great great mm-hmm. ride but i think he should get a mid-pack no ride. he should he's his, his caliber of talent he should definitely be in the cup series so yeah i think i think we're in an era where there's going to become like like drivers are going to be more specialized i think road course ringers are going to make a comeback like that's mm-hmm. why I'm sh- I'm a little shocked that they're not putting Allmendinger in a full time Cup ride next year because if they had this year he'd be in the playoffs. I mean <laughs> that's all I'm saying. You know? yeah. So yeah. I, I'm a, so I feel like guys like uh, McDowell could fit that bill as well in the near future. Maybe a Kaz Grala before long. I think we're going to see more specialists get full time rides because you just need one win and that's all to make the playoffs. That's all you need. Uh, so anyway, uh, moving on from that, we have one more thing before we get to the uh, before we get to the lightning round, uh, and it is a fan favorite. It is the mailbag question. This week's question comes from Gavin uh, Jarrett. What's the email again? I know you're putting it in the chat, but where can people send their questions? Weekly podcast guest at gmail.com, all one word, all lowercase. Uh, do not ask to be on. You will not be on if you ask to be on. Mm-hmm. You um, will get blocked. The question will be on at least, perhaps, if you ask a question. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Ask a question. Ask like I, I implore you ask like any question that's outside the box. Those are always the really fun ones. Mm-hmm. Well, this week's question, like I said, comes from Gavin, and I think it's a pretty good one uh, that we've touched on a little bit in the past, but not in a long time. Um, But his question is, has there ever been a time when being a NASCAR fan, or has there ever been a time when being a NASCAR fan has caused you trouble? When I was younger, I always tried to keep the fact that I was a NASCAR fan a secret because of all the negative stereotypes. Again, that comes Uh, from Gavin. So I can kind of, so I'm from uh, Las Vegas. Basically I'm out here on the West coast. I'm like so far removed from like all the, you know, where racing's like really considered, you know, big and all that stuff. And yeah. basically that type of world. Um, but I always liked the sport growing up and just racing in general. And like, I'm going to be honest, like, I, I don't think like growing up, I was never like teased for it per se. Like, Oh, you watch that like blah, blah, like out of the blue and stuff like that. But if I ever tried to to, to you know at least talk about it a little bit when you know ever me and my friends were talking about sports and stuff they were just kind of like I, I i don't i don't know what he's talking about you know they would look at me like they would like look at me like i was like some martian sort of to an extent i guess you know because they were like what is this like we're talking about basketball football like nobody watches racing and i'm like what are you doing get out of here but no nah, no nah. so it was always just funny like kind of just like getting poked at like in ways like that just for fun you know but i mean like uh, so yeah i don't think i've ever really like been picked on per se for liking racing and stuff like that but i've it's like you know i've always gotten the occasional oh like uh, he watches racing and all that stuff but yeah it's funny I got, I got a lot of, I'll be real. I got a lot of problems. Yeah. He, he, some stuff he's told me some stories. And I'm like, what? I live, I lived in Northern Illinois. So it wasn't like, you know, exactly popular. It was funny. It was like, 
there was like a certain point where I could definitely tell you a lot of my friends would like pay attention to NASCAR. Like I'd have friends being like, you know, early on, like when I was like third, fourth grade, like I remember one of them came up who I didn't even realize paid attention at all. Maybe it's because I just watched sports center all day religiously. Um, but they, uh, they're like, yeah, Dale juniors went to Hendrick motorsports. That's really weird. It'll be teammates with Gordon. And it's I'm really just like, weird. and I'm like, <laughs> you watch. Like, well, I heard about it. I'm just like, dang. But then it was like, definitely once it like ended the two thousands going into the 2010s in school, I, I got made fun of a lot. Um, it was pretty cool though. My, my senior year, a few people started getting into it more. I'm just like, man, where the hell were you people the last five <laughs> or six years? You know, like, but, but no, nah, I mean, I, yeah, I've, I've gotten, you know, crap for it, but you just learn to let it roll off your back. And a lot of times you control people still with it. And, you know, by just not caring uh, what they think that's, that's the funnest part. Just don't care what they think. And uh, you like what you like. Go with that. Yeah. Eric, what's up with your camera? I'm out of dude. focus and I don't know how to get it back. Yeah, just do what I did. I did the hand thing. Earlier. There you go. There you go. There uh, you go. On my behalf, like I, I never got like picked on. I just never got picked on because I was bigger than everybody else. So nobody, ever really, <laughs> nobody like really bullied me. But like I'd get comments. I because I I I had no shame. Sometimes I was a quiet kid in like, high school. But I'd wear my big, bright, bulky Dollar General Matt Kenseth jacket to school every like month or so. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah it looked pretty disgusting i'm not gonna lie i remember uh, like the hottest girl in school like the, the, the like prom queen you know top cheerleader girl she i'd never talked to her ever i didn't even know her. i don't even remember her name quite honestly but she walked up to me one day when i was wearing this jacket just uh un- unprovoked and said why the hell are you wearing that <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what she said you should have you should have replied who are you See, I had I had this one that was like it was black with like green coming up at amp for Dale Jr. that I used to wear and I used to get a lot of crap for that one too. I'm, I'm gonna be quite honest with you guys. I did not have enough balls, enough courage as you guys to wear NASCAR merch in high school because at the time there was just so much ugly just ugly NASCAR merch to me. And it was just that just well, wasn't gonna fly. And, and what's funny now, like and and, and like twelve now year old it's freaking popular be, now. Yeah, like twelve year old me would be jealous of today because it's like it's popular to wear NASCAR. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like think that I'm Dollar General jacket everywhere. would have ever wore it looked good. No, hey, <laughs> hey, you know somebody could pull it off. Somebody could pull it off. But who is this? Who is this girl talking me like that? Know, you to, should ask. I'll who are you? Check my but, yearbook. Oh, you're actually like, like, oh, to tell her off. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you basically you you um technically did look down on her. On her, you were like, <laughs> okay, I, I don't even know who you are. So. How do you know? Maybe she was like six eight or six nine. Was she like, six eight or six nine? No, I don't remember. She, I mean, okay. she was probably like five ten, five nine. I don't okay. remember. Like, so, so I don't remember. Did. I wish I remembered what I said. I think I literally tried to be like, well, it's actually kind of fun to watch if you get into it. I probably said something like that. You know? I probably no back me knowing me back in high school, I probably would have made it some big thing. Oh no no. Okay, <laughs> take the jacket like dramatically like <laughs> like close it like turn my back to <laughs> no there was, there was one the, uh, i will say the one that got people to stop messing with me and it might and, and it, like it might be because it was gross but it was still funny as hell to see their face uh, and I, I i knew i was gonna say it for a long time so their, their thing was always like oh yeah you do stuff with your cousin really cause it- like that <laughs> and so and I, yeah i mean it was like that was the main thing and like i'd for a while been like do i have the balls to say in response what what i really like Oh, no. something just to mess them and so one of them said it and i said yeah and i'd still get more action than you mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. oh yeah yeah, yeah action racing collectible die cast yes. 
Hey, exactly. shout out, shout out to Mad Mike Sports. <laughs> he said, he said, Darian, that's where you and I diverge. I had to, I had the courage to wear NASCAR gear in high school, and I actually had a few girls talk to me. Okay, was it okay. like how my interaction went, where they said, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was right. No, but yeah, I never, I never had the courage to, to wear NASCAR merch in high school. I always wore it outside of you know to the tracks, of course, though. But yeah, yeah. I never did. Oh, I love seeing the chat. Yeah, I just make, yeah. dude. I just, I did it simply for the shock value and no one ever messed with me after i said that <laughs> shock it, value it works that, that kind of scary awkward like, kid <laughs> like, I, I also played sweet home alabama on the on the uh, bus <laughs> to a field trip one day <laughs> no but basically oh, in conclusion yeah you know sometimes i'd get you know like just like i wouldn't say like bullied but like you know just like oh you watch his nascar yeah you know, but it, it you know people grow up so yeah it's still funny as hell. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny to look back on that stuff now, though. And now look at us. Yay, we're YouTubers now. <laughs> yeah, we, oh. we we stepped up, I think. Yeah. Stepped up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, or stepped down, you know, yeah, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Um, glad high school is over. I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I, yeah. I, yeah, I want to say whoever said that, oh, high school are the best years of your life, they were – that dude was a freaking loser, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just letting you know right now. So. <laughs> what if it was a dude? Let's let's be, let's be equal here. It could have been anyone that said yeah, that. Yeah, could have been anybody. Like, oh my been. god, high school is the best four years of my life. Yeah, I don't know who said that. <laughs> Whoever said that didn't live a, an awesome life. I like I like that Spencer in the chat. By the way, weekly podcast guest at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, keep these questions coming. They're so yeah, cool. I like they get ones. better. They get yeah. better every week. Starts off interesting conversation. Well, before we get to the lightning round, we do have to thank our first sponsor tonight. Darian, uh, go for it, man. I got the sponsor already here. Look at this. Look at this oh, stuff. Hold up. Does it, am I supposed to read it? Yes, you're supposed to read it, Darian. <laughs> Did, am I the only one who looks at the itinerary? Bro, I don't oh, have I write it. All right, this this week's episode, I got you, Darian. This week's oh, episode no. is sponsored by Lionel Racing, proud I'm supporters sorry. of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. I'm repping some of the NASCAR Authentics, the latest wave that I found at a Walmart oh. in Alabama on my drive home. I was very, very happy to find this stuff. Sweet home, Alabama. Lionel Racing, the official die cast of NASCAR. You can order your favorite driver's 2021 die cast right now at LionelRacing.com or at an authorized Lionel dealer. Um, they have a very exciting announcement coming up mm -hmm. very soon in regards to uh, this show, the podcast network. So keep an eye out. Lionel Racing is stepping up doing some pretty big things. Uh, but also, like I was showing you guys a second ago, even though my camera's really bright, be sure to check out the latest NASCAR Authentics waves at a local Walmart near you. Yeah, I've got the 164 scales out. I'm making Danny be jealous with the uh, with the Bowman Ooh, purple. Ooh. That looks nice. Yeah, that looks yeah. nice. So right what do you there. got that's there, Jared? That is a, that's a throwback. Uh, yes, uh, Danica Patrick, I believe 2010, uh, old Gen 4 Impala. Uh, this, I'm sorry, I don't care what you think about Danica Patrick. This car always looked awesome. It's nice. Uh, and what I never noticed about it, because I never in my life uh, until like the last two or three years was ever close enough to a stock car on the track to actually see what it looked like up close, is that there's like these little like divot patterns on it. Like, I don't know, like, you can kind of see it's it's kind of not completely black. There's kind of white almost to it, or, like, it's light on it. Interesting. Like, it's hard to see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Focus. Focusing. Focus. Focusing. It's focusing. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to focus. But it, I always thought this, this car looked really good. I don't care how it ran or how Danica ran with it or what you think of Danica. This has always been a badass car, and it I'm is. glad I got it. 
and it's great. Cool. There used to be the a chicken place. wing. There used to be what do they call the the Quaker steak, like chicken wing restaurants. There was one by my house, mm. and they had a big Danic. There was that. I think it was that car, a show car, like hanging upside down above like the seating area. So I've I've probably like accidentally dripped like hot wing sauce on that car before. <laughs> Um, so, whoops. But. Yeah. But anyway, sorry about the ad read, Derek. I got the ending. I promise you. Sorry about that. I was scrolled down too far. But anyways, my diecast. I think I've shown this one before this year. I only have so many diecasts, so I'm like running low now. Lloyd Allen Jr., the 1994 Daytona 500 pole winner. Wow. Um, this was the car he drove. I think. I think he says. Uh, what is it? Okay, 1995. He drove this. He drove this car the following year, the 27 Hooters car. And uh, they sponsored him after uh, the unfortunate passing of Alan Kowicki. But yeah, it's, it, it's this random diecast I've always had. Uh, one random. of my mom, like like one of my mom's friends, co-workers had this, and I'm like, dang, your 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 friend must be really old to have this or something like that. Because he gave me this like years ago. <laughs> I'm must be saying. so old. Yeah, it must be super old because it's like one of the most. It's the most obscure diecast I currently have at the moment. Yeah, that's, I mean that's a... that. Well, well, that, but also the Jeffrey Earnhardt 2016 uh, Go Fast uh, Cup Series cars. Also, that's also pretty. Ones. Random. Where so, do you, where do you yeah. get these? <laughs> I don't know. So, I just, I just, I just have random ones. So old. They're generation from Jesus and two from dirt. <laughs> yeah, basically. Whoa. I don't, I don't know if I go that far, but basically, yeah. So like, this is like one of the most random diecasts I've ever had. I have at the moment. Loy Allen Jr., ladies and gentlemen, from 1995. That's pretty awesome. Okay. Thank you again to Lionel Racing for sponsoring this episode, for yes. sponsoring the show. Everyone loves collecting diecasts. We are no different. Now. It is time for the famous and It's the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Did my mic cut out, guys? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. and it looked like you oh, took dang it. It. <laughs> it looked like you took cover from the lightning that Yeah, it was actually pretty Eric. well timed, yeah, quite honestly. I was, that like, was good. I was I was taking cover. But anyways, what do we have on tap for tonight, Jared? All right, all right, all right. Well, 2311 has bought 15 acres of land in Huntersville, North Carolina for $3.7 million for a potential new headquarters, according to Adam Stern. Uh, by the way, Darren, you sound really, really light compared to before. Uh, good job breaking that mic. Oh, no. Uh, NASCAR has confirmed that numbers will move forward next year, though, as Denny Hamlin has said. It's not official how far they have. Uh, I think. I think it was... Was it Chase Briscoe or Dale Jr. Or I think it was Dale Jr. Like on Reddit was like, yeah, just like move them like six inches to the right of where you have it on the door and you're good. It only like, needs honestly, I, even just two or three inches, I think, would have worked. Maybe six is better. I definitely may prefer six, but I could live with like two or three. So close, but not quite. Uh, this one was really cool. NASCAR presented the family of Wendell Scott, the trophy from the racing one in 1963. That was uh, awesome. That was. And it would have been his 100th birthday, too um so yeah, that it, was, was yeah cool. it was the next day that's right they had that really yeah. cool car um you guys saw it parked outside of the media center right in the yeah. <clears throat> right in the fan yeah. zone they had a really cool old um i'm not a good enough car guy to remember what year or know what type of car think, it was but I it was th- i think was that the car he wanted maybe Maybe. I, I imagine. I, I imagine that's in a museum. I don't somewhere. know. One of like it's, one of his. It's cars, probably yeah. not. I imagine that one's in a museum, not getting rained on in yeah. the Florida weather. But maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. they did. I have no idea. But it was still pretty cool. Uh, Fifth Third Bank has renewed with Roush, so that's pretty cool. cool. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe that's the Kozlowski effect. Just not. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, Xfinity and Truck Race Control will be helping the Cup Race Control. Uh, Bob Pockers have reported that. Well, I, I didn't hear that. that that's hilarious. <laughs> Hey, 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 credit to them. They understand that they've been messing up. 
Yeah, so hey, they're making a change. You know something, but I'm just saying it's just funny. That is funny. That's funny that they're doing <laughs> that, but good. Remember, tinted windows. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. So oh, it's pretty, could, looking pretty dark out here. Take your I sunglasses off. Oh, oh, I can't see it. Well, my hair, my hair is in the, No, Jared, uh, my hair is in the way. It's getting too long now. I can't oh, see yeah, a well, thing. I'm not, I'm I, not can't, <laughs> I can't hear you, SpongeBob. It's, it's too dark in here. Uh, I can't see. I can't see. My hair's in the way. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's that's funny. Uh, something that's not funny because it's actually really, really cool is Tommy Joe Martins and Caesar. Uh, I always say his name wrong. Is it Baccarella <laughs> or Baccarella? I think I you have to say Baccarella. I don't know if it's Baccarella. Okay. Okay. We say it like it's the most white way to say it. Just Baccarella. Baccarella. <laughs> hey, Baccarella. <laughs> we did it at the same time. Uh, well, well, they have. Yeah, we did. They have partnered. <laughs> so <sad>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh they partnered to form alpha prime racing uh for the 2022 xfinity season martins um barcelona and raja caruth will compete in the car and plan to have caruth run xfinity full-time for the year in 2023 for into i don't mean to joke too much that's, like, that's yeah. actually really really cool. yeah that's, that's cool. really cool i can't wait for that because we had raja on like what way back in like season one or yeah like, way back in a the few times i think we had yeah. him like twice um he's gonna be running that... dover martinsville and was it richmond i think are the three he's for yep. sure running so that'll be yep. exciting yeah well, it was really cool as Darian and I, during the Xfinity race in 2020, we like sat for, I think like an hour and a half, like just talking in the garage with him and just chilling. Yeah. Like we literally were doing like, like all three of us, I think we're like sitting like next to a stack of tires, just talking yeah, the whole damn race. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So that was pretty cool. See, it's good to see guys like that progressing. He'll be full-time in ARCA next year, the main ARCA series next year Ooh, as well with Rev. So okay, that's, okay. that's big that's... year of development next season. Nice. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is oval testing at Texas for an IndyCar, so he'll be uh, developing hopefully in the next year. Too. Another young yeah. prospect he also, looking good. He shaved. He looks shaved. He like, had to clean shave again. It's been a while since I've seen him. Have yeah, it. is it just me or is Jimmy Johnson and Dale Jr. like when they shave, it proves that they just don't age? They just don't. Like, it looks yeah, like it's like 2002. It looks like it's 2004 all over again. Uh, the Wood Brothers is running a throwback this weekend to Elliot Sadler, I believe. Um, I saw that. There's a I, few teams running some throwback looks. Um, yeah, the Bush car Beer Car looks cool. Yeah. I will die on the hill that the throwback weekend should be the Southern 500. <laughs> Kidding. Um, eight drivers for the Cup Series are slated to test the next-gen car at Daytona on September Whoa. 7th and 8th. In packs, you get to see them in packs. Well, I hopefully we get to see him. I think it's close to media, so we'll yeah. just we'll see whatever they want us to see. We'll, yeah, we'll like we'll hear see the press what release. Saw. Yeah, we'll, we'll hear s- what people saw about it. Yeah, we like what we're seeing. Oh, haven't heard that one before. It's uh, too dark Jake. in here. <laughs> <laughs> we like what we're seeing when the windows aren't tinted. Uh, <laughs> JTG will be a single car team in 2022, uh, caused in part uh, by the cost of charters, according to. Darian, why don't you say his name? Dottie, JT, Dottie, Brad, Dottie, Racing. <laughs> I'm glad your mic is still kind right? of quiet so they can't hear that to the fullest. Throwback to 2018. But no, Brad Doherty said that. Yeah. Uh, next gen, according to Christopher Bell, said feels slower on the straights, but has similar lap speeds overall, according to Christopher Bell. We'll talk a little bit more about what Bell said a little later. He also spun uh, out in that Bristol test, he said. He did. He did. Yeah. He did. Uh, and then last but not least, we talked about it before. Starcom has sold their charter to Spire per report. So uh, that's definitely a leveling up for that charter. 
<laughs> that's saying a lot. Think about where Spire was three, two, three years ago, and now we're talking about them being an upgrade. Ugh. Dude, I mean, like, look, if if Quinn Half wasn't the driver of Starcom, we might be that team in a much different light. Uh, I mean, Landon, yeah, well, wasn't Landon Castle like twenty fifth or twenty sixth in points? He was. Yep, and then they left him, let him go. So yeah, Prior. we're gonna have to do something I mean, about your mic, Darian. Hey, he brings in money. Oh wait, is it really that bad? It's still pretty quiet. Uh... <laughs> But but that's okay. It's the uh, you can blow out the mic one is more he, time if you is want. Is he hooking up another mic? Here, but here, shout into it, Darren, because that's the end of the lightning round. I'm right. testing it. I'm saying, oh, it's okay. Yeah. Hey! Once again, he's gonna break it again it for the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly podcast. And now back to the show. How does it sound now? Uh, we'll 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 make do. We'll we'll make do. Oh, uh, no. Maybe we can get some uh some forney industry products in here to, to fix that thing. I don't think that's what yeah. they're for, but uh, that's our other sponsor that we have to thank, Forney Industries. They offer a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and much more for do-it-yourselfers or professional metalworkers. Forney has everything you need for your next project. They have something for everyone. Uh, so shop their top of line products at Forneyend.com. Their link is down in the description below, or check them out at an authorized Forney dealer near you. Just look out for that green Forney logo. You can't miss it. You'll know you're in the right place. Shout out to Forney Industries for sponsoring the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Love to see the chat, the chat blowing up. Going to build a mic from scratch with Forney. Good plan. Good plan. We'll see if we can make <laughs> that happen. But uh, now, uh, before we get into the final couple of stories tonight, and we give you all our Darlington predictions, uh, I, I got a few minutes here to go through some of these super chats we've gotten in the first half of the show. I so got five minutes to fix the mic. Okay, there, go there you go. Sure. Go for it. Uh, first from Santa Claus says, "Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas! I hope you're enjoying the holiday season." Jarrett, you are on the nice list. Eric, you need to bash Harvick more. Darian, you are on the naughty list. <laughs> That's funny. All right, well, I, now I know what I got to do. I ain't getting cold for Christmas, that's for sure. All right, NASCAR 98 Stop Motion, thank you. Eric, it was cool meeting you at Daytona after the Xfinity race. Great to meet you as well. Great to meet all the fans that came up and said hi over the course of the weekend. Really appreciate that support. Thank you, Bastian Campbell. What's up, Eric, Darian, and the Iceberg? How are y'all doing? I'm doing pretty good. They're waving, so I think they're doing well also. Uh, Flying Gator, thanks. Ryan Blaney loves Eric more than Mrs. Hooters. <laughs> I don't know about that, uh, but I am flattered. Thank you for that flying gator. Uh, from Lord Voldemort, have you guys seen Harvick? He is my new target. Little did everyone know that I actually had a secret eighth Horcrux. Harvick is now my main enemy. That's that's They've expanded beyond the Star Wars lore. They've now uh, invaded the Harry Potter franchise as well. The chat is, yeah. it, the chat is growing. They are... They are getting more and more <laughs> inventive. Thank you. Uh, let me get this name right. Jariah Orts, I believe. Thank you for the super chat. What do you think of NASCAR implementing a playoff point for fastest lap and placing in the top 10 similar to F1? I'd be all for it. I kind of miss the fact that the bonus point for leading a lap went away or leading the most laps. I'd like to see some of those bonus points come back. So I agree. Yeah, I'm all for that. Um, thank you for the 10, Tyler Tinsley. I thought uh, I thought last Wednesday was crazy. Today I had my first day of college. A tornado was near my house, plus Hurricane Ida. And to end the day, the famous NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Well, shoot, I, I, hopefully we're the least chaotic thing that happens to you today, Tyler. I uh, hope you're doing well um, out there and staying safe. But thank you so much for the super chat. From Levi, Denny, what are you doing? 
Again, we're not going to get into the Denny Hamlin things. We're going to say not speculate on that, but uh, thank you for the super chat. Um, Irvin Alvarado, thank you for the 10. I got to see Rusty Walrus in Daytona and tried the NASCAR Ignition 21. Uh, I will wait until other content creators play the game. I enjoyed the weekend races, fin- uh, finishes, and lots of free giveaways galore. I did see that. I felt like a lot of like uh, the people that were sponsoring that had booths and stuff outside the track were giving a lot of things away all weekend so i thought that was pretty cool to see and glad you got to see rusty walrus we love rusty um and then gn thank you for a ten dollar super chat highlight almondinger and haley left the unoh stage right next to me i yelled go get him aj as they both got into golf carts and he said thanks man also saw both of them finish one two in person that's awesome so you were a good luck charm for the uh, colleague boys that's pretty cool Thank you. Uh, oh, gosh, just refreshed. Hold on. Let me keep scrolling. Thank you, Jar Jar Banks. Uh, I'm not going to try to read this. The metal benders are coming for you, Darian, it looks like, so watch out. Uh, from Darth Sidious, now is your chance, my apprentice. Use the dark side to escape the metal benders. They've created a oh, – yeah, there you go. Use the lightsaber. That's great. Uh, then from Avatar Korra, the Avatar hates Logano now. He is a whiner. He just needs to retire like the cheater boy and hypocrite Harvick. The Avatar wants them both out. Well, that's rough now. Speaking of expansion, now they hate Logano. That was a very predictable progression, I should say. Um, From Jacob, thank you for the super chat. Not watching live because I enjoy listening to it at work, but wanted to support the show. Also, I think Slap might have gotten uh, gotten onto Cody Ware's Twitter. (laughs) Well, thank you for the super chat, Jacob. I hope you're doing well at work when you're listening to this later. Yeah, what did Cody Ware tweet? He did tweet... I'm blocked, but I saw others. Uh, he's tweeted he like goth need to girls look. or something like that. Oh, he liked goth girls. Yeah, he said something yeah. about that. Yeah, uh, that who doesn't? That does seem like something slap. <laughs> that does seem like something slap would um would tweet. But I've I've definitely entertained them in the past. Kind of oh my gosh! Thank you for the Hold super on. chat. What? I I, I want to I'm, I'm looking into this. Like when okay. was this? Uh, I think a day or two ago. Um, I'll keep reading for a second. From Zaxel TV. Hey, guys, just dropping this off. Got to head back to sleep. Got to drive 12 hours in the AM. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you for the super chat and drive safe uh, whenever you, you wake up and, and hear this. Um, Ethan, thank you for the super chat. Blaney is the new closer. Uh, Blaney or, Byer, or uh, Bowman, I'm sorry. They both had a, several kind of last lap or late race you know, surprising wins, you could say. Um, but definitely, he's had a good run this year. Ryan, thank you for the super chat. Uh, could NASCAR force Rick Ware Racing to sell or lease their charters? And he adds, please. Um, they do have some sort of com- like competitive sort of limit. Like if you are below like the top 30 or 35 in orders points, like two or three years consecutively, you might lose your charter. There's something like that. But I don't think anyone's really in danger of falling into that trap as of now. I don't know the full extent of it, so maybe they are. I just don't know. Um, thank you, Derek Cope. I'm driving full-time for Sloppy Joe Racing in 2022. Our boy must be starting a cup team, and he didn't tell us. No, nope, he's driving cool. for uh, Bishop Sycamore, y'all. Bishop oh, no. <laughs> I, just saw, I just saw this stuff was slammed. That's great. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'll read a couple more here, and then we will get to the rest at the end of the show. Um, Preston Friels, thank you. I think Front Row will lease the 38 charter to 2311, and Spire will lease the Starcom charter to GMS. Both teams put the money into single-car teams. I like that theory. That I didn't even think about. I forgot that GMS needs a, a charter, theoretically. They could lease one from uh, from perhaps Spire or Starcom, whatever that. I like this idea. That's a good theory. Um, Steven Gibson, thank you. You guys have all done great this year. Hate we only have nine or 10 of these podcasts left this year. Iceberg, we need more BS streams. We do. We really Uh, do. We might might bring the IRL stream back. Um, 
Some pretty of soon here. Streams, they were a bit too, uh, too much. To <laughs> so. It was <laughs> a after hours. Um, and then one more for now. We'll get to the rest at the end of the show. Uh, but from Andrew Ma- uh, Meyer. So, like, what's the deal with the Hall of Fame? There is there no class for 2022? Are they just postponing the 21 class for 2022? I think they postponed uh, 21 class for 22. I think they yeah. did. But did they not vote this year? I didn't even think about that. Did they not vote no. for anyone this year? No, because they didn't induct the class from last year yet. Oh, so they're just taking a year off. Mm-hmm. How does that affect so, eligibility for guys like Johnson? Or, you know, I don't know. Maybe it just adds more in. Adds a year, I, I have one, of the year. I don't know. I, I have one question before we get back to serious like topics again. Uh, who's more likely to race, Bishop Sycamore Racing or the money team? Uh, I mean, hey, Bishop Sycamore, they did make it on ESPN, so I'd have to put my money on them. That's you know, true. Uh, on the field. But, yeah, no, Bishop Sycamore Racing with uh, L.W. Wright as car owner and Tia Norkley as the driver. What was the other one that, uh, that like, they had a car and then they never showed up? We were talking uh, about him on Saturday. Obica? Or Friday. Obica. Obica, yeah. Obica. They had a whole press conference at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, didn't they have a whole re- they had a whole reveal and everything? Oh, my oh man. God. Well, thank you all so much for the super chats. Uh, if I didn't read yours yet, we will get to it at the very end of the show. But we have a couple other topics we want to discuss before we get into our Darlington predictions. So let's start with this one. Jarrett, you noted it earlier, but Christopher Bell, a uh, clip surfaced today of him talking about uh, his recent next-gen test. And he said um, that, at least from his perspective, the goal of the next-gen car will to be will be to make every big track race like Daytona and Talladega. Darian's face says it all. Um, this isn't shocking. We heard Denny Hamlin say like a month or two ago when a lot of the drivers were voicing some of their frustrations about the Atlanta repave that you know he said then, if NASCAR wants to make everything a super speedway race, just tell the drivers, we'll help you get there even if we don't like it. It still sounds like maybe NASCAR's ultimate goal is a little muddied and unclear, but certainly with higher banked racetracks like Atlanta with the higher drag packages, we, we kind of could see that they were looking to create a little more of a pack racing effect at other mile and a half and two mile tracks. But um, what's your reaction? I'll start with you, Jarrett. Uh, what's your reaction to Bell's comments? Are you shocked? Are you not surprised? Do you think, do you think he's right? Do you think we are going to see basically super speedway racing going forward? Or what do you expect? Uh, uh... I mean, it's kind of. Oh God! Damn. I can start. I, I, I can start. Ha- if you want. No, no, I'm just not happy. <laughs> yeah. That's my problem. I'm man. not happy either. Like, really? I don't. I do. I would not want that. Like, at all. Like, I know what they're doing with Atlanta, and and it's like I I I don't want to see that, man. That that's the last thing I want to see. When I when I was th- when they talked a big talk about the next gen car the big thing was that it was going to be harder to drive and yeah the short tracks and 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 you know and other tests they have spun it out and stuff but how much that can be attributed also to the fact that it's a new car that drives differently they just haven't figured it out yet i'm just i i i hope that bell is just kind of hyperbolic with how he's talking with it and then it's just kind of I would rather take more of the same 550 than we have now than try and make it more of a super speedway because I think that that long term would bite NASCAR in the right. ass and I don't want that. And and also, I mean, Bell, like the end of that comment was really eye popping too. He was like, "Well, hey, like I'll let the fans decide whether you know they think that's you know that takes a talent or not. You know, they have to decide." I'm like, "Whoa!" So yeah, I mean, he's clearly a guy. I mean, he's a dirt guy too. I mean, he I- and Larson. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I just, I just say, man, I, I, I'd say that 
the, just because the drivers haven't been in the headlines doesn't mean they're any less pissed off than oh, they no, were a they're, month or two ago. They're probably seething. They're like, oh, this is this is really happening. Like, you know, this is like, you know, they can't. Some of them probably can't even believe it. To be honest with you, like, uh, but I I, I, I mean, hope it's not true. That's I hope not. it's not true either because that would really suck. I mean, like, look, like you know, this is stock car racing. Like, yes, the fan base we love races at Daytona and Talladega. And what makes those tracks even more special is that you can't really see that type of racing anywhere else. So if we start watering it down with like you know pack super speedway type racing on mile and a half, that would just oversaturate it in my opinion and stuff. But I think long term you'll start to see you know the fan base just get more and more bored with the product as a whole. I, I actually I think that's well said at the end there because the way I interpret this is if this means you know think about it think about it. they're adding a lot of road courses to this road courses to the schedule there are seven this year there could be even more next year they're also talking a big game about adding at least a couple other short tracks to the schedule they're turning a two-mile track and auto club into a half-mile short track they're serious about nashville fairgrounds they're serious about north wilkesboro they might even end up being serious about rockingham which is almost a short track not quite um, they brought nashville super speedway back which uses the 750 package so the way i see it they're talking about the la coliseum turning that into a little mm-hmm. bull ring you know the way i see it I think they understand the next gen car is going to race great at road courses. It's going to race great at short tracks. They're not sure what it's going to do at intermediates. So they're trying to get rid of as many intermediates as they can. Kentucky's gone. Chicago land's gone. Texas only gets one point state, you know, and it's probably going to only get worse from there or for intermediate tracks from there. So if it comes to the, down to the fact that we have, let's say 10 or 12, you know, two and a half, two mile or mile and a half races on the schedule. And a lot of them race like super speedway races, but then we have 24 or so short track and road courses. That's a balance I think I could be okay with. I'm not a huge fan of super speedway racing being everywhere because it's too random to me. And like Bell said, I don't think, I mean, it takes skill to be good at super speedways. Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney have proven in recent years there's a skill to winning on super speedways, but it's not necessarily the same skill that drivers grow up learning at local short tracks. It's not something you can really train for or practice until you're in a cup or expanded car on a super speedway track. It's so it is, it's a skill, but it's not the same skill. And it's probably not the same amount of skill it takes to be good at say, you know, Martinsville or Richmond or Bristol or Sonoma. So, you know, if that's the trade-off, if instead of, if we have 20 intermediate track races, like we did a couple years ago and they all race like super speedways, I'm with you, Darian, that's oversaturation. That's too much random wild card races. That's bad. I'd be out. But if they, if they limit it to 10 or 12, and keep in mind, Pocono's not going to race like a super speedway. They can't turn Pocono. They're, you know, some of the tracks are still the bigger, aren't going to quite work out that way. But if they keep it to 10 or 12 and they add more road courses and short tracks that the next gen car thrives on, that's a ratio I can get behind. Because look at what everyone's saying about Daytona this past weekend. It was great. Everyone loved it. Michigan the week before, we were all a little more like, yeah, not so sure. But the average NASCAR fan said that was the best it Michigan race they've the ever test. seen. It so the at the end of the day, if this is what the fans actually want, as long as they don't completely oversaturate the schedule with them, I'm okay with it. Or I'm at least okay with I, them trying it and seeing what I happens. I think a huge problem here, though, is comp- uh, when you look at Daytona and Talladega compared to this, it's intent. The intent when it came that Super Speedway Racing brought up in a large part was due to safety concerns, and that was the big intent. The intent wasn't, let's just bunch them up the entire time and, and let them race like this. Now you have tracks like Atlanta, probably like a Michigan, Kansas, God, hopefully Chicagoland one day. (laughs) 
that are not meant to to be super speedway tracks. They're not wide enough to have the, uh, a lot of them are not wide enough to have the same good super speedway racing through at least the corners. A lot of them are not designed with dog legs, for instance, like a Texas or so, you know, so on to, to race like that. And I mean, you look at the all-star race and yeah, I mean, it was, it was better than a couple other all-star races in the past, but it was not something that a lot of people were exactly fond of. And that was probably closer to what they actually want. I think what, what they want is every intermediate race, the Coke 600, Kansas, everything that could fit into that box. They want it to be the, what was it? The 2018 all-star race. The one that we, the, the one that I remember all of us on this show saying, I'm cool with it being a non-points race. Don't bring it out anywhere and, else. And everybody said that. Everybody said that on this like, show. I, I think that that's like one of my biggest problems is, is that I don't, think these tracks i don't i don't think it's going to be the way that they think it's going to go i think they're going to think oh it'll be two and three wide racing the whole time yeah. they can race like this and in reality like they might just turn these places into one groove racetracks where they all have to sling it around the high side or something i i don't think i mean there's some tracks that you can't ruin i don't think like homestead like i don't no, you, you can't please, ruin homestead please don't tell you don't even think i about i just that. i don't think this is going to go the way they think it's going to go. I think, and, and I, and, ho- sorry, what they're hoping for is that these races will look like Michigan did a couple weeks ago. I think that's the best they can hope for. Where the leader didn't get away, it wasn't three wide racing the whole time, but nobody could get away and there was a good amount of passing and battles second on back. I think that's what they're hoping for. Well, then well, you need to talk to the TV partners and tell them to focus on more look, than second or th- third. Like, true. It, well, it also wouldn't surprise me if some of these execs were hoping that it would be legit, like Daytona Talladega style, you know, pack racing, like nearly identical to it. It wouldn't surprise me if some of these execs thought that way too. It would not surprise me. At all. Well, and, and a, a point was brought up, I think, by Matt Weaver on Twitter. And I, I, I agreed with it, especially as someone who, as I so often said, was a, you know, very often a consumer of Chicagoland Speedway. Um, I didn't, the, the problem wasn't, exactly mile and a half racing i mean there was problems with it don't get me wrong and and same with the two mile racing but i mean you look at the tracks even before this package that people were really liking racing from like if you look 2018 on back there's tracks like chicagoland tracks like kansas were popular atlanta nobody wanted it to be freaking repaved until the damn thing was falling apart homestead has been one of the best on the schedule the problem wasn't exactly the racing itself the problem was that there's too much of it, especially when it came at the price of short tracks. I agree. And I think NASCAR is trying to solve a problem. They're trying to reinvent the wheel. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to reinvent the wheel with this, when in reality, they're doing right now what they're doing of cutting back mile and a half is the right move. Just keep doing that to a certain point so that mile and a half races are special. They race differently than any other race on the schedule. Michigan, for instance, is the only two mile race on the schedule. Even if it's a bad race, will race differently than any other race on the schedule. I mean, I see the same argument for Pocono in the Indianapolis Oval. Like, I just, I don't like the idea of trying to just drum up pack racing at every place we we can't get good racing. To me, it's it's a cop out. It is a cop out. I mean, like rather than actually, you know, trying to build a sustainable package for the future and stuff like that, I, I don't know. It feels like that this to them would be the quick fix, the easy fix. You know, okay, like we'll, you know, get you know, them just, you know, running in a pack and stuff. That'll be exciting. But at the same time, 
you're basically like taking away to a to a certain extent driver talent because yes eric is right to an extent it does take talent to oh, win it does. And run a prime it's it not the same talent, yeah. yes it's not the same it does take some type of skill it takes set mental over. talent more yes. than than the, like the, you know yeah exactly exactly i i mean the reason i i mean just personally the reason i watch racing and stock car racing in general is because i want to see driver talent shine that's how i got into it in the early 2000s and that's the way i think it should be but you know, I, I will also admit too, there is a subsection of the fan base who, uh, it would you know, it looks like they are kind of for this, you know, for this like pack racing, you know, this pack style racing too. And you know, I, I don't know if, if the if that subsection of fans are just you know younger or if like hey, they're just getting into the sport for the first time, so they haven't really seen racing like that for a while. You know, I I'm not sure, but there are people that are for this. You know, I'm personally against it, but. Yeah, I, th- I think it really appeals to those who are casual racing fans, but also yeah. I think it appeals to those who more often than not, like they're tr- who they're trying to get, I guess, is, is, is a sense. Like you look the mo- the highest rated races. It's easy to see our, you know, Daytona Talladega. Like, I mean, you look at any race around any of the Talladega races in the, like in the playoffs or in the spring. And those races usually have a fall off unless it's a crown jewel, like the Southern 500, which isn't even really that big of a TV draw or more like the Coke 600. Like and NASCAR's biggest race is one of these races. So like a lot of people might jump in I can tell you, I jumped in uh, in 2005 as a seven-year-old, and I was like, "Man, is every week like this? This is awesome. crazy," yeah. you know. So I, I under, I, <laughs> I understand Joey, Joey Lagunberg. <laughs> um, I, I, I understand it. Like, don't get me wrong. This isn't one of those moves. Like, I'm trying, I'm trying to remove myself as a fan here and just think of NASCAR's perspective. I understand it, uh, completely. Like a business move, if this does work out, it's going to be pretty, you know, good for them. The problem is I I just don't think that tracks that, you know, you can't, you can't just minimize everything down, you know, from a two and a half mile super speedway to a one and a half mile track and expect it to be the same or very close to being the same. Yeah. Uh, Exactly like you said about the 2018 All-Star Race is they put restrictor plates. That was 420 or 10 horsepower in those cars, and it didn't race like Daytona and Talladega. After one or two laps after the restart, they were mostly single file with trying to draft to make a pass. And at least they were close, but it wasn't like there was a pack of three wide cars going through the turn. So it didn't look the same. That's why I'm saying I think the best they can hope for is something like Michigan last weekend. But that, to your point, Jarrett, will be tough to replicate at Texas, at Las Vegas, at at Charlotte, at mile-and-a-half tracks. Michigan's a wide two miler. They could kind of make it happen, but it's not going to be easy to replicate. You know, even if they try to increase banking like they are at Atlanta. So, to point to what Christopher Bell's saying there, that might be NASCAR's goal. I don't think they're going to actually get there. I think we're going to end up with the next gen car looking at something that races a lot like the current 550 package, which for yeah. about five or ten laps, kind of races like Daytona and Talladega. I think that's what we're going to see with the next gen, and you know, I think that's that's the closest they are, they're going to get to pack racing at intermediates, personally. Unless they drop to like 400 horsepower all of a sudden, but I don't think they're doing that. I think they're going to stay around 550. So, I think they said that, didn't they? I think they've said it'll be around 550, maybe more for the short tracks. I don't know. I believe they did. Well, uh, on that note, I guess we can move on to uh, our final topic before we get to predictions. Um, Noah Gregson has a ride for next season. Yeah. So rest rest easy, Gregson fans. He will return. Thank you you to uh, Johnny Morris, like he always thinks and all that. (laughs) He always thinks. 
he will race for junior motorsports again next season he'll be back in the nine for another year so now jrm has confirmed josh barry sam mayer and noah gregson will return to the team or will race for the team full-time next year a lot of people expect Allgaier to return because he's what he's he's a veteran. He brings some funny. He's a championship contender. Yeah. Michael Annette's still a little iffy. I think maybe Sorry. because of his injury situation, is he going to be healthy enough to race full time next year? That's a question that remains. But Dale Jr. has said they're willing to run five full time cars. So. Um, Speaking to Noah Gregson primarily, though, he's having a down year. I read these stats off on my show today, but he you know, last year Uh-oh. last year won twice. This year's won zero times. Last year's average finish was eight point eight. This year it's fourteen point eight. So a pretty steep decline from one year to the next. I though am happy to see him return because I want to see if he can demonstrate the mental toughness it takes to succeed in NASCAR. He's twenty three. He'll be twenty four in the middle of next season. This is his last real shot. If he bounces back, if he shows great resilience and and thrives in the face of adversity and wins a few races next year, maybe contends for a title, then boom, there you go. We might have a, a resurgence and maybe he turns into a real cup prospect again. But um, what do you guys think of Gregson returning? Do you think he's a deserving of that seat? Well, okay. I, I see a very happy uh, Rusty Walrus. He's got that chat. pen yeah. emoji, yeah. Yeah, Rusty's I, extremely happy about this one. What do you think, Darren? Uh, you know, I mean, like, like to Eric's point, I mean, he has fallen off. I mean, stats don't lie. I mean, he is going to make the playoffs, obviously. But, I mean, just all the hype he had in and momentum he had last year. I mean, you know, wins Daytona and then, you know, bumps his teammate out of the win at Bristol in June of 2020. Gets into the fight with Burton and stuff. And while at the same time running the best he had ever been up to that point in the Xfinity Series. But now, all of a sudden this year, you know, there's been a, a bit of a fall off, unfortunately. And it's just... I don't I don't know how to explain I mean like you know pro, you know possibly you know I mean there's just you know so much talent out there nowadays too but also uh, you know he has disappointed I did expect him to be a, a tad bit better I'd say I'd say if you asked me at this point in the season if he'd have you know a couple wins or not um, at the beginning of the year I'd probably say yeah I, I think he'll get like maybe one or two wins like somewhere but you know to have zero that's that's very surprising. He should have won that race at Homestead, obviously, but outside of Miami, he has not really stood out anywhere else this season. Yeah, so next year will be definitely a telling tale on whether he has the mental toughness and fortitude to really step up and improve next year, too. I'd say, honestly, for Gregson next year, it's like... It's kind of it. Based on... You know, yeah, yeah, like based on his personality and, you know, based on, you know, some of the hype where he draws up and he's very polarizing, you know, but right now, just, you know, the performance on track does not match with you know all of that stuff so next year it's it's really gonna be like the last straw it's like hey you better step it up here or it's like i don't, I don't know what the future holds for him jonathan so, says in the chat he ain't winning anytime soon especially with ty gibbs and and mayor joining next hey, year that's, that's what i'm saying sam mayor i mean like right i mean if you ask me right now i mean uh, you know at the moment i mean sam mayor does look pretty promising right now but i mean it's still very early only time will tell so Gregson not only has to compete you know with the other young prospects but also some you know young prospects on his own team as well so it's going to be very challenging next year so we'll see what happens yeah i um by the way thank you uh to cantera in the chat thank you for liking my shirt um but i i gotta say for gregson i think i, I kind of agree and i'll even go a little bit further here uh he's getting this second chance i think because of how he performed last year he needs to get back to that obviously uh but i'll go as far to say that unless he has a cup ride lined up at his championship or bus for Noah Gregson next year. Yeah, cha- I, I, championship four at the very least. Yeah, I think no, championship, I think championship four. or bust. Yeah. I, I think I think team owners think, will look at it and say he made the championship four one race, winner take all, they'll let that slide. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with championship four. 
I, I don't know, because he well, wasn't he up there running for the win last year at Phoenix? He was with the, yeah, he was in the top five with the championship yeah. four. Yeah. And whether that was strategy or not, I mean he he was up there. You know, he was he was one of like those I believe like ten cars on the lead lap. I I think it's championship or bust for him. He is he he really doesn't have any excuses. He's been given that, what I don't even know if you call it a second chance. We've been he's been given a chance that a lot of drivers aren't given with JRM. He has some of the best equipment out there. He he will have some of the best teammates out there to lean on still. Uh, I see no excuse for him uh, not to have that as as the goal. Uh, it's just a matter of him delivering. I mean, like, I'd say also, I mean, you know, and also to be fair, he's not the only guy who's fallen off a bit. I mean, even though Harrison Burton has been announced to go into Cup next year, I mean, he has zero wins as well, too. So it's like he's not the only young prospect to kind of fall off to an extent. But still, I I mean, Gregson, you know, like, I'd say Burton has had a much more solid year than Gregson has, of course, this year, despite that, however. And and Burton has a sponsor that will go with Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That also helps, too, so. Hey, you know, Gregson, uh, you know, at least to me, championship four or bust next year based on, you know, the height, you know, personality surrounding him and also the equipment he's running in. So, we'll see. We will see. That is the name of the game. Noah Gregson returns to Xfinity for one more season at the very least. Now, folks, it is time for us to talk Darlington. We're not going to get too deep into playoff predictions. We've all been releasing our own individual videos this Look, week. We're going to get them wrong anyway. Well, that, there's so. that. I got a video coming out tomorrow. I know, Jarrett, you did like a preview video. You have a predictions video coming out later, right? Or is it? Is yeah, it... that should, that should, like, I actually made my entire bracket already. Yeah. So that should, that should come out probably. Mine. Maybe maybe I'll do a Sunday morning one. Maybe I'll just be a little, a little off from what I normally do. Yeah, I know Danny Beast posted his playoff predictions as well. So we've gotten into our playoff predictions on our own time. So tonight we are going to focus primarily on Darlington. So let's get you guys the information for all of the racing this weekend. I will be there for all three races. Can't wait for that. Um, to begin things off, let's see. The cup race will be – is the cup race on NBCSN? Really? I thought it was on yep. NBC. Dang. Oh, wow. Cup hey, race is on NBCSN. It's tough, man. They really don't treat the Southern 500 like the crown jewel it deserves to be. Oh, wait, Um, hold on. Did you say it's on NBCSN? Yes. Oh, I thought you said NBC. Never mind. No, it's on NBCSN and MRN. It starts Sunday, September 5th at 6 p.m. Eastern time, a very late Sunday start. Um, The truck race is earlier in the day, Sunday, on FS1 and MRN. It starts at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time, so pretty thrilling doubleheader. Fans who are there on Sunday will get two races for the price of one. I believe that's how they're selling it, so that's pretty cool. Um, and the, the Xfinity race is Saturday, got, has the whole day to itself. It's also on NBCSN and MRN. It begins Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, the weather looks pretty good. Saturday is 86 degrees is the high, partly sunny, 5% chance of rain. Sunday for the cup and truck race, 89 degrees is the high, pleasant with clouds and sun and a 20% chance of rain. So uh, hopefully stays dry. Sounds pretty good. Uh, one thing drivers have been talking about is that they repaved turn two or kind of the area oh. between turn turns one and two that's gonna be a little mini fast strip it looks yeah really not sure how cars and trucks are gonna react to that one but uh definitely worth mentioning as well um and then uh and then that's it so before we get into our well darian do you have the betting odds pulled up yes and i actually haven't prepared all right i was gonna read the other thing before that but no go for it you're you're ready i did something right yes so these are the (laughs) Uh, uh, betting odds for the 2021 Cookout Southern 500. So Kyle good name. is the odds on favorite uh, entering this weekend at plus 300 odds. MTJ plus 500. Uh, Kyle Busch 
plus 600, Denny Hamlin plus 700, and rounding out the top five is Chase Elliott at plus 850. And uh, I'll just list off a couple of dark horse uh, ones here. Um, Austin Dillon coming into the weekend at 5,000. Remember, he finished runner-up in this race a year ago. He did. So, hey, you know, those are some pretty good numbers. And uh, let's see, uh, who's another one? Uh, Ryan Newman. I mean, like, Ryan Newman typically runs pretty decent here. Um, I've seen him run in the top 10 plenty of times. He comes into this weekend at plus 20,000 odds. Ooh. I mean, Ryan Newman is consistent here. So that's a that's another potential one to play, you know, bet to place as well. So, and we'll see. Sweet deal. Well, uh, as far as our uh, points go in our little season-long battle with the chat with our guests, do we have a guest pick tonight? Yeah, I got one from uh, Sloppy Joe. Oh, nice, sweet deal. Nice. Sweet deal. Uh, but right now, our pick points, Jarrett, you still hold the lead, and I think it widens slightly at Daytona. Uh, I am 47 points back. The chat, you guys are in third, uh, 81 points back. Darian moving up slowly but surely. He's fourth, 82 points back. Oh, the guess, oh, 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 I'm, I'm a point excited. back. I'm a point back. Of third. You're almost to the oh, podium. Oh, chat. Chat, it's over. It's over. I'm done. It's done. I'm coming for you guys. It's over. Podium for me. Podium in the tag. Let's go. Let's go, chat. I'm, I'm not I'm not letting it slip away this time. You guys are finished. All right, go ahead. The, the guests are fifth, 104 points back, and then Danny B is sixth, minus 116. We're going to pick the Truck Xfinity and Cup race this weekend. Um, should we go in chronological? Let's, I'm going to throw a wild card. Well, do you want me, do you want me to list off Danny and the guests at least? Um, I do it as we go, like through the rounds, I guess, you know? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, like it, and well, anyway, yeah. So let's go in chronological order. I want to throw a little curveball at y'all. Let's start with Xfinity. <laughs> I don't know. That's not much of a curveball, but, uh, let's start with Xfinity because they race first. They race Saturday afternoon. Who wants to, uh, go first with their, Xfinity hey, hey, I'm, pick? Just, I'm, I'm just going to make this easy. Is Todd Gibbs racing? I, he's not. Race? I do no. not believe oh, he is. What? He's not in the race. Okay, I, all right, never mind. Someone else go first. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about while you're thinking, I'll read off Danny and the go guests. Ahead, okay. Go ahead. Danny has the guy driving the 54, Denny Hamlin. Oh, yep. Oh. And the guest has Noah Gregson. Oh, that's a yeah. ballsy pick. Hey, uh, I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin. He's won here plenty of times at Xfinity. Denny, Denny all the way. Yeah, I, I honestly have to go with Denny as well. I was hoping y'all didn't do your research and would be like, oh, I guess Cindric, and then you'd be like, ah, Hamlin's in the no, 54. No, 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 can't do that. I'm either going to really, really regret this pick or really, really cash in. I'm going to go on the guy who's probably been the most consistent regular here. Brandon Jones. Uh, in the past three years uh, or two, no, three. I don't know. I don't remember how damn long. All I know is he's been consistent from my research, led a lot of laps, I'm going Noah Gregson. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a, it. ran I mean, very well here in the It in the fits his driving style, but. Yeah. All right. I like he's, got a big, he's got a big enough lead. He can take whatever risk he wants. So that's true. That's true. I'm happy he, he he he's doing this. He gives me a chance to catch up, hopefully. Uh, let's take a look at the chat. Chat's leaning Hamlin, although I can't tell if they're picking him or if they're just still talking about him as they have I, been I doing think, all night. I think, I think they're picking Hamlin. Uh, also a lot for Gregson. You, you've swayed a few for Gregson. Um, so a couple for Almondinger, I see. My Remember, chat's always I, behind you guys. I'm taking on the chat too, so I really need to. I need to stay focused here. I'm so you don't want. The, should we try to see if they? I feel like they're going Hamlin, but I'm looking, it looks like they're going Hamlin. I'm looking. Saw, I'm looking for somebody else. Yeah, I just saw five, six Hamlins in a row. I think we got to give him yeah. Denny Hamlin. Give it. Give him Denny. Yeah, so one of them said Hamster. I assume that's Denny Hamlin. Someone said. Someone said Ham Boy. That's probably yeah. Denny Hamlin. I, I don't yeah, think Hamlin. that could be anybody else. Tommy Joe Martin's got a vote. Yeah, oh. nice. it's Hamlin. Yeah, we'll give it to to Denny. Really. Everyone but 
me and the guests are pick or like everyone's picking Hamlin, but us. Jeez, and y'all are going with Gregson, so uh, definitely. It really side. is gonna. It is. It really is gonna be like I'm either gonna cash out or absolutely hate my life. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, let's keep going in chronological order. The Truck Series are running their second playoff race of the season Sunday afternoon. Um, go ahead and start with Danny and the guest pick, Jared. Who, who did they take? Green. They both pick, both pick, pick Sheldon Creed, so they're riding high after his win at Gateway. They pick Sheldon Creed. All right, I'm gonna go maybe a little, maybe a little outside the box. Probably not. This guy struggled surprisingly at Gateway, uh, but I think he's the most talented full-time driver, honestly, in the series at this point. I think Darlington will play to his strengths. I go John Hunter Nemechek. I think he bounces back. I'm going with Sheldon Creed here. His track record at Darlington speaks for itself. Uh, he won here earlier in the season at that freaking chaotic uh, that big one that included freaking like seven like the whole field basically he mm. still uh, pulled off the victory so and he's run pretty good here in the past so Sheldon Creed I'll take <laughs> well I'm not picking Creed but uh I will say that Eric you won't be gaining any points on me early in Sunday at least I'm picking John Hunter Nemechek as well all right sweet deal so again split between creed and john hunter and the chat looks kind of the same way although there's definitely looks like a bias towards Nemechek. whoa it's a split hey there's Nemechek and creed those are the most now i see a few creeds my my chat's always a few seconds behind you guys yeah i see some creeds now i'm seeing a lot of nema truck (laughs) i like that one what are his plans for next year? Has he announced yet? John Hunter Nemechek? Uh, I don't here think he's confirmed. Year? I guess we all yeah. assume he'll be in trucks again, but who knows? Oh man, it's pretty split between those two. I th- we I, got a Norm Benning. Yeah, somebody, somebody picked Deegan to win. I, I think it's John Hunter Nemechek. I just saw it's three John in a row Hunter for him. Yeah, it's John Hunter Nemechek. Alrighty. You know, it's kind of telling the uh, top three of points. I'll pick John Hunter Nemechek. Just saying, Darian. Mm-hmm. Rough. He's, I'm just messing with you. He's like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe I should. We'll, we'll, we'll save it. We'll save it. We'll <laughs> All right. Uh, so now we move on to the cup race. Sat- a Sunday, late afternoon, early evening. Sunday, Sunday. Let's Sunday. begin with who's going to suck. Who, what did Danny say? Danny's the only one that gave me a suck or dark horse pick. Out of the okay. Team. So uh, he picked Bubba Wallace. To suck. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a playoff driver. I feel like I want to keep my picks within the top 16 playoff drivers. Uh, I'm gonna go Eric Almarola. He's been pretty solid at the 750 horsepower tracks this year, but you know he was great at New Hampshire. That's a flat track. Darlington is high banked. I just don't see it translating. And he has the worst average finish all season of the playoff drivers. I, I think he'll run like 15th. Yeah, I was gonna say Eric Almarola. Like you said, worst average finish of out of all the playoff drivers and i mean the last time we came to darlington too it was like during like, he wrecked on lap seven yeah yeah so it was like really bad and then i felt so bad for him in his post race and he's like yeah we're just having bad like no nah, you wrecked you yourself just, <laughs> yeah yeah you just you had no or choice no. but to feel sorry for him didn't he get actually he might have gotten wrecked i think if i remember correctly I, I didn't he get like kind of pinched a little bit you know. yeah i think he got pinned into the wall maybe yeah it wasn't all his fault but uh-huh. definitely rough but on Eric lap Amarola, yeah you you made it here by a by wind of america so uh yeah i'm gonna pick the same guy in the playoffs that sucked here last year brian blaney Mm. my massive ego will not be there to push him across the line in first (laughs) or second this week uh and so unfortunately he will regress back to the darlington mean uh but if i if i do go last minute he will win but i'm not gonna go last minute hey just tell your dad to pick blaney and he'll definitely go win He'll finish yeah. first, second, third, fourth, or seventh. 
He'll finish in all of them somehow. Oh, how did he do it? How did he do that? Uh, chat is kind of all over the place. Um, I see Custer, Stenhouse, McGill. Giggles. Yeah. They are all over the place. Just Star Trek Ration. Yeah, chat. Just give them everyone. They think everyone's gonna suck. The chat's real pessimistic. Well, while they're while they're doing that, speaking of Logano, funny funny story from this weekend. I got to talk to Chad Ochocinco and Brandon Marshall uh, outside the track, and I asked them like who they were gonna have on. You know, if they'd have Logano on, and they said, yeah, they're gonna have Logano on. Uh, and they already planned it. And so then I went in the infield in the media bullpen, and I asked Joey Logano about it, and he had absolutely no clue. Yeah, um, so no it was, clue what's happening there. But hopefully it happens. So, so wow. that that was funny. Yeah, that was, I, that was interesting. The chat, I saw a couple for Stenhouse. I think I might give it to Almarola. I feel like that one got the biggest reaction when we all talked about it. They were all like, oh, Almarola, no, gosh, you racked that, you know. But yeah. I've seen a couple Byrons as well, which are kind of surprising to me. I see a few Michael McDowell's. Yeah, also McDowell. Yeah. Yeah. I think the plurality has it as Almarola though for right now. Yeah, I can just get that. nobody's yeah. gonna pick Almarola to win, so it's okay if he's no, their suck pick. No. Well, except IDK. He'll well, he's not. But he's the best he's driver ever, bro. Bro, he's the best driver ever. He's not here though. So. All right, yeah, we can so. move on to the dark horse pick, the dark underdog. Horse. Who did Danny take? I want to know. Take a shot. Bowman? Just take a, Bowman. Yep. He's not he's won three races. He's not an I underdog. Four, nah, just let him have his thing. Like he's a charity course. case now. Oh, just, yeah, just, just let him just let him. Yeah, just sounded so condescending. Just let him let him have his thing. We just we just let Danny do, you know, what Danny wants to do. We just sort of we humor him. Goodness. Jesus Christ. Right, well, oh, man. Bowman, okay. Love you, Danny. That's fair. Oh, I hope I you're doing you well, always. man. Yeah, love you always. Uh, I'm, just I'm going with as as um it's going past as someone in literally someone in the chat says I'm going with short man Reddick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I gotta go with Reddick too. That's my underdog. I mean, like, look, he had the sophomore slump beginning of the season, but you know he's in the he's in the big dance now. Um, and I, I think he can make it. Um, I think he can advance out of this first round. We'll see what happens, but yeah, Reddick for sure, especially at a track like this. Well, shit, I was gonna go with Reddick, but. Screw it! I don't have points on the line. I'll go with someone else. I go with Austin Dillon. Yeah, that's another good one. Good. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to go with the same person again if it doesn't mean anything. No, so that's I'll go fair. Dillon. Good content. Uh, I'm actually seeing a lot of Eric Jones in the chat. I've seen. Yeah, no, no, he's he's won here before. He has, but his car is terrible. Had, but he did, where did he run here in the spring though? Where did he uh, run in the spring? I don't. Oh. He wasn't a top ten. That's all I know. I'm let's find out. Yeah, let's find out. I mean, give I'm the chat Eric back. Jones. That's kind of fun and different. I like that. Yeah. I want. I want to actually. I'm. I'm curious now. Where, where the hell do you finish? Yeah, let us yeah. know. Chat. You're getting Eric Jones. So regardless of even if Jarrett says last, you get Eric Jones. <laughs> Eric Jones, you madman. Where did you finish? You madman. Sneaky. Oh, son of a gun. not in the we, top ten. Not in the top fifteen. Eighteenth. Oh, hey, it's not awful. Hey, that's, all right. hey, for RPM equipment, that's not bad. And that's plus, okay. thanks to five. Thanks to he, five points vids video. We know he watches YouTube. Yeah. He finished ahead of Matt Benedetto, Bubba, Daniel Suarez, Brad Kozlowski. That's good. Um, it's a good day. Yeah, put him, put him down for, uh, yeah, um, Eric Jones is there under that. Kurt Busch, Al Marola, Cole Custer, and uh, Cody Ware. Yeah. Whoa, what a day. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Let's move on then to who's going to win. Who's going to win? Who's 
gonna wee. I'm so glad his mic is still blown out, or else that would be really loud. <laughs> oh, did it blow out again? No. It's bl It's been blown out. It's been quiet this whole time. Oh. Well. Yeah, it's like we're talking like this, and you're talking like a golf announcer. Yeah, it's oh. like it's it's about ten decibels lower than us on my uh, OBS <laughs> meter. Same. Oh, he's really man. he's really going at it. He's laying into his mic. Oh my god! People listening at home can't see this, but Darian is someone, shrieking into his mic. Someone should someone should edit like a scream from a metal song, like like freaking immigrant song onto it. There you go. Perfect. Someone, meme someone that quick that put it put it on Twitter. I'll retweet it. I'm losing my voice. Sorry. Chief. Were you actually yelling? Gonna wake, the first time. The first time. Yes. You're gonna wake your neighbors. All right. Well, but you said you already said it. Oh, no, they'll wake win? him from what I've heard. Oh, oh, geez. Who, who's going to win? Let's move on. Let's go. Let's get Dan, who did Danny pick? Who's Danny going to win? <laughs> Danny, stop. Danny, Danny, Danny they do Danny. too much, bro. They do too much upstairs, bro. I'm just letting y'all know right now. They're just saying. <laughs> they do. I'm not even exaggerating either. I'm not even going to go into details. Just They're read in between. Having a good time. Read in between the lines. You've gone into enough detail. <laughs> Danny picked Kyle Larson and the guest picked Martin Truex Jr. Oh, man. Those are the two I'm trying to pick between as well. I feel like everyone's going to go Larson or Truex for this one. Uh, yep. I'm going Larson. They're just going to get that out of the way. <laughs> just, just so y'all know, I'm going Larson. Yep, just <laughs> uh, I wish I knew what two. Jarrett's gonna pick, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I'll go Larson. I think Kyle Larson wins. He put right, on a show. He didn't win the Darlington race earlier this year, but he put on that show at the end with that three wide move. That's all anyone remembers from this race, from the spring race. All right, you pick the other guy. I pick Truex. Yeah, I, yeah I, Truex so. may win, but I just want to. I need Truex, to pick a different than you. I need to go I mean, for it. Truex is interesting. Won the three races earlier in the season and really hasn't been heard from ever since, it seems like. But Darlington is a track that he's really freaking good at. It's though, a 750 so. track. Just no, like exactly. the entirety just like the entirety of this round. Yeah. Good round for yeah. Truex shaping up. Uh, chat looks like they're leaning Truex. Definitely some for Larson. I saw a lot of Elliott. Still see some Elliott. Bishop Sycamore. Yep. Bishop Sycamore racing. No, no, not yep. that one. Um... <laughs> couple for Hamlin. Um, a lot more Elliots than I would have expected. A, a lot, lot of people are overlooking there. Larson more than I would have thought. A lot of people are going Truex or Elliot. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Kevin. One person says Kevin. Somebody Kevin. said Somebody said Almirola. So we did have somebody pick Almirola. Wow, I was wrong. I stand corrected. Yeah. MTJ for the love of God. Someone really wants to pick Truex. Chat, listen <laughs> to this guy. Hey, I'm seeing some Truex's pop up. Well, I mean, man, I really I don't know. Something. This is tough. Yeah, it's a tough one though. These are the parts of the show where like it gets tough to pick. Definitely. Well, somebody picked Kenseth <laughs> flying Gator then. Maybe in like 2004. Yeah, but Kenseth. No, he. Oh, yeah, he won Darlington once, 2013. Oh, dang! So late into his career too. Yeah. And it was kind of wasn't it kind of because Kyle Busch had a flat tire. Yeah, too? Kenseth was mm. probably not going to catch him until Busch got a flat tire. Hey. Hey, you gotta win him somehow. Yeah. Uh, Levi has picked Obama. Obama. <laughs> I saw someone said Obama with a photo finish, and that just put a funny image in my head. I don't know why. <laughs> Michelle, I got the win. My fellow Americans. My fellow Americans. My fellow Americans. Michelle wants me to win today. Why do I sound Southern when I, I want to see? Like I want to hear like someone begin like the prayer before the race with "My fellow Americans, let my us pray." Fellow Americans. <laughs> that just let sounds us pray. like where it would be be implemented. 
Uh, I really don't know. The chat is all over the place. I have no idea. This is all right. the hardest one all season long. It, yeah. it looks like it's between Elliot, Truex, and Larson. Right. So just put a 9, a 5, or a 19. I, I still have yet to see Mickey Verstappen picks, folks. What, where's the Mickey Verstappen? Mickey Verstappen? <laughs> Ty, uh, if, Ty Gibbs, if he was racing, would probably win. But unfortunately, he's not on the entry list. Yeah. What about right. 19s? Nine, nineteen, or five. I think it's Truex. I see That's a lot of nines 19. and it's just nines and nineteens. I think it's I think it's Truex as well. That's what I think. It looks like Truex. Ah, there's me. a lot of Elliots though. There are. Uh, They're trickling in. Uh, so tough. Oh, that is tough. <laughs> nineteen. Jesus Go Christ! <laughs> this guy's just yelling at the chat. I love all his comments. He's always like all caps. He's angry. He's like, pick this Truex, please. Dude, there's a, a like there's a, a wave of nines and then a wave of nineteens. It's like it's a turf war. Dude, I think the nine I think the nines are actually like Oh my gosh. But if we if we, if, we guys, if, if we give them Elliot, that one guy is gonna be so upset. He's gonna be so frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's gonna be like the uh if anyone's seen the Suicide Squad movie, the, the part where King Shark with the uh the mustache where they say his, his disguise doesn't look good. That's gonna be the the person. Thing. I think it's it for God's like, sakes, man. I keep seeing nineteens, man. I keep seeing nineteens coming up. I think that's it's it does look like it's tipping towards Truex for me. Yeah, that's what it looks like. I think me, it actually so. is Truex. The the exit polls are going for Truex. All <laughs> right, Truex it is, folks. All right, that's thrilling. All right, chat. I'm coming for you this week. I'm a point behind. So naturally, since I talked well, about it, I'll probably be ten points fine after this weekend. You know what's funny is all the, all the people that would pass each other all pick different people than the person they're trying to pass. Nice. Yeah. Me nice. and Eric, Eric pick differently. Got to get some chat, movement. Chat and Darian pick differently. Guests and Danny pick differently. I just want a podium to say I had a good season. That's all I want. Well, you know, you're closer to Eric than Eric is to me. That's. Hey, I could get pizza. Let's go, I Eric. Didn't have you're to remind you're lacking, Eric. You're slacking. Not I just week. want to hear. I just want to hear him talking trash the entire time, like he did for the Rams in 2018. Yeah. That was the. To be fair, the Rams they made the playoffs the second time ever in my lifetime, and I had no clue what to do. I was just like, "Oh, you're <laughs> so, winning! This is exciting!" So, so the rest of us suffered for it <laughs> until Dylan finally got you back. Yeah, everybody basically just wanted me to lose, and then all of a sudden Dylan's like, "Yeah, I got you. I got you." Bro. <laughs> You got me. Well, we've made it through our picks. Thank you, everyone, in the chat for playing along. Uh, final bit of the show. we got to catch up on the last handful of Super Chats. Thank you all so much for tuning in tonight and sticking it out with us. We've had over 600 people watching. Really appreciate the large turnout uh, for uh, the post-Daytona stream. Um, thank you, Ethan Nelson, for the Super Chat earlier. Team Penske is the best Super Speedway team in Cup. I think that's probably true. I'd give him that. Groovy Goose, good to see you. If Jimmy is Jim A, is Kimi Raikkonen Kim A? We'll have to ask Michael Mertz, uh, get the official word. I saw him in the chat earlier. He needs to confirm that for us. Thank you for the super chat. Kevin, uh, did you see what Denny's wife tweeted? Not technically his wife, but uh, yes, but we haven't really been talking about that. We're not speculating on the we're not Hamlin drama. Speculate. That's personal, um, personal issues are for personal time. Yeah, yeah. we're not going to speculate. Yeah. Um, then from Preston Friels again with the numbers moving forward what is going to happen to the throwback weekend because now you can't have a car that is accurate to the original car maybe they'll make oh. an exception well and, there, there's that and there are a lot of old school cars with the numbers forward I'm sure so. that yeah they could get creative I think that, yeah it's not not entirely that that way 
Um, <laughs> dislocation, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to gonna make fun of the way I say it. I already know it. Um, but people with uh, wild-ass haircuts are weird, bruh. I don't know. I just randomly thought of that. Also, Quesarito went away again. Rip. Wait, hold on. Say the first line again for me again. He said, people with yee-yee-ass haircuts are weird. Yeah, all right. I didn't want to say it because everyone in the chat's going to make fun of me. <laughs> but All right, Scott McNew. I read it because he sent a $10 super chat, but thank you for that dislocation. And thank you, Scott McNew. Hope you guys are having a great night. Going to be at Darlington this weekend. I have faith that Trix will finally win a race that I go to. Hey, a couple of us picked him, including the chat, which I'm sure you were in there, Scott. Uh, so there you go. Uh, thank you for the super chat. Daniel, the most Denny Hamlin thing ever is him winning a championship without winning a race. Well, let's not get too ahead of ourselves here. Do you think he's really going to win a championship with no wins? He's the seventh seed. It's possibly possible. I mean, but, uh, yeah, we'll see if that happens. Thank you. Platinum paradise to me. NASCAR may look completely unrecognizable in a couple of years. And I'm not sure that's a good thing. It's been kind of like a three or four year transition. We gave our thoughts on the uh, package discussion or the, the intermediate race discussion earlier. But, uh, it, yeah, it's it's definitely changing. Definitely changing. So we'll see. Um, Jay Booker, thank you. Recommendation for food. Check out Raceway Grill right beside the track. Hamburger steaks are delicious. I live in Darlington, so I wanted to give a tip. Raceway Grill. All right, we'll have to check that out. I'll be I'll checking my, that out. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell my mom that. She'll be at the race. Love a good, uh, like, steak burger. Florida sounds good. Thank you for the $2. Bring back FanVision. I miss it. Analog radio sucks. Yeah, FanVision was pretty cool to rent. I rented those at the track a couple of times. It was pretty neat. Um, depended on the track. Some tracks I don't think you really needed it as much as other places. Um, from Asami Sato, all I know is 2014 rules package is looking pretty good. NASCAR is going the wrong direction. Uh, do like lower downforce, though. Short tracks also bring back DA, oh, DH. I thought, I thought they were going with like downforce or something, but DH makes me think Denny Hamlin. I don't know what that means. But thank you for the um, super chat. I hope Future Industries is going well. Um, Master of 24, thank you for the super chat. Chicago Bears to make Chicago land their new home. Have you heard anything more about that, Jared? Is that at all likely? I mean, right now, the, the the reasoning for it is that they've come to an, an impasse with uh, Arlington Heights. Um, I don't really think that would happen, but yeah, as, as someone who loves Chicago and Speedway and is watching it currently go downhill, that would happen to me as a Vikings fan. So What a, what a sucky team in general. <laughs> I'm not going to comment because I'm in the house of Bears fans right now, and I, I think that it would not be in my best interest. <laughs> they won't let you leave oh, the garage. They're not gonna. They they don't like me. They're not gonna like what I said. Oh, you are you kidding me? You literally asked my uncle, "Hey, how y'all gonna ruin Justin Fields?" Hey, how about the White Sox, man? How about the White Sox? Uh, I, 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 all right, that's too far. It's too far. Mm-mm-mm. Thank you, Manny eighteen KB. Uh, work for FedEx and deliver near Chicagoland, and always looking at it every day makes me wish we had Chicagoland back on the schedule. Didn't mean to keep rubbing salt in that wound, Jarrett. That's just how the super chats were ordered. I apologize, uh, but it's thank all you. Right. <laughs> the character is built through pain. You're killing him, Manny. Why? How could you do this? And thank you, uh, the real Dragon Master. Uh, we don't. We're not going to comment on NRF. Uh, we've had our uh, issues with him yeah. in the past, um, but you know, I know we. Some of his content is decent. Uh, I don't oh, think. We're, I don't his think we're all fans. Awesome. We're not always fans of his uh, Twitter um, personality, yeah, that's, but that's um, we're not yeah. going to comment on on NRF. Uh, groovy Goose, thank you for the super chat. Thanks for the stream, guys. Have a groovy weekend. Thanks, Groovy Goose. You too. And Have lastly. A happy Labor Day. 
Happy Labor That's right. It is Labor Day. I forgot. Yeah. Labor Day it's weekend. September. You know, now that I'm out of school, it's like I don't think about these weird three-day weekend holidays. Like President's yeah. Day. Did we get a day off for President's Day or, or Labor Day or what are the other yeah. ones out there? Dude, Arbor I, Day. I, what the hell is Arbor Day? Did we? Isn't that in the summer? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. All, all I know is we got to wake, wake up Billy Joe Armstrong in about a month. Dude, I haven't been to class since like February and stuff. I'm like, yeah, just every day seems like a day off. <laughs> and then last one from Bastion Campbell. It says message retracted, but I read it before it got retracted. It was just I saying, didn't delete it. I it was, didn't it, delete it, it literally just said, "I hope you all have a good night." Uh, so I don't, I don't think there's a problem there. Um, but yeah, so thank you, Bastion. Uh, we are having a good night. I hope you have a good night as well. Uh, I think that will do it for super chats, and I believe that will do it for another edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Before we go, be sure to join us next week, September eighth, Wednesday night, on Danny B Talks' channel. I saw Danny in the chat just a moment ago so he will be back next week hosting show will be at 8 p.m eastern time that's uh, 7 p.m central on Danny's channel and we have a couple of guests I believe we will have both Tommy Joe Martins and Raja Karuth on next week two two guys that were in the news this week for really exciting reasons they'll be here to talk about it with us live firsthand in just one week one final super chat from Preston thank you for the support tonight Byron or yeah Byron will finally have some good luck and pull out the victory on Sunday Pocono uh, his team took the win away from him and if the rain caution doesn't come out he would probably win michigan hashtag pain william byron he's was third in points at the end of the regular season but no wins definitely hurt his seating a little bit but best of luck to byron and all of the cup series playoff drivers Jarrett, i can see is ready to go that's gonna do it tonight thank you all so much for watching we'll see you next week on the nascar weekly podcast It kind of it's, it's, it's silent. Oh no, it's Sony Tech Comactic. Goodbye!
Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at ForneyIndy.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, Ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.